uh, new candle, as per tradition on Who Do You Think You Are, Puma and I, we always we always light up, man. We always lighten up those candles. The origin of that Set is the, the fact that we're setting the mood. No, the origin of that is that one of us blew up the bathroom. It smelled so bad we had to light a candle. Yep, not me. Deal, not guilty. Names. Guilty. Um, I'll own it. Guilty. So yeah, I so shit myself got- one day. <laughs> But wrap your minds around this, gentlemen. Oh, no. <laughs> Chicago. I love this song. I command you in the name of Lucifer to spread the blood of the innocent. Oh, my God. Chicago kicks ass. And welcome to another episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I Am, episode 19. It is Chen's alongside longtime friend and co-host, Puma. Yo. And always joining us from the far lands of New Jersey, Matt. Sud, dude. Uh, I love the Sud, dude. <laughs> love it. Oh, you gotta, you have to, you have to be hip. You gotta be in the know. Exactly. Playing with the locals. Exactly. Can't they can't detect your eastern, uh, east coast presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking MLB. That's the that's basically the sport from here on out. Uh, NHL, NBA drafts. We're gonna do a quick touch up. Uh, what else we got? We got some soccer talk. We're gonna kick it around, and then always. Guess that hat. Some fan questions, and then you know, who else? Who knows what else is going to happen? We'll see. We've got a lovely uh, new candle, as per tradition. On who do you think you are, Puma and I? We always, we always light up, man. We always lighten up those candles. The origin of that Set is the, the fact that we're setting the mood. No, the origin of that is that one of us blew up the bathroom. It smelled so bad we had to light a candle. Yep, not me. Deal, not guilty. Names. Guilty. Um, I'll own it. Guilty. So yeah, I so shit myself got- one day. <laughs> You shit yourself one day? In the oh. toilet, obviously. Oh, you didn't shit yourself. No, I didn't That's literally different. shit myself. Um, or did I? What is this? What kind of smell? How would you describe this? Mango? Is that mango? Puts the fucking flame right up to his nose. <laughs> oh, my God. What the, f- the fuck? <laughs> Too much flavor. Fucking spit right on me. <laughs> Too much flavor. <laughs> the episodes are breaking away from us. Too much yeah, here we go. <laughs> Too much flavor. <laughs> Too All much right. flavor. We're here to talk about sports, not fucking scented candles. You're the one that brought it in. I'm just trying to. I'm, so, just trying, I'm going for the 4D experience here. The 4D experience. Yeah, trying to break right. the fourth wall. Exactly. You're not dead. Fourth dimension, not the fourth wall. Okay. So let's get right into it. So the NBA draft was last week. Um, as, as was NHL. As was the NHL. We'll cover NBA first. Uh, the NBA, the top three win as as planned. It was pretty chalked the whole way. You know. Zion, Ja, and the Knicks actually not fucking it up for once and taking Barrett, which I think all three of us are on board with. Um, yeah. I got, I was more for Barrett after I watched his press conference. Yeah, and- I got I I I agree. Like everything he said makes you uh, makes you like it. 
Sounds like he wants to play for the Knicks. Um, you gotta like that. He sounds pretty confident. He wants to be here. He's got he's got New York City ties. His mother's from Brooklyn or Queens or one of the five boroughs. And um, you know, I didn't know he was Canadian. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. I found that out in the interview. And you know, he's actually talking in French. You got they asked oh, him a really? friend. He can talk French. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, just his personality, you know, he's got that, he reminds me a lot of like Nick Swisher, who had that carefree Nick Swisher personality, hmm. you know, nothing's going to bother him, you know, he's going to joke around with the media, he's going to be loose and not uptight. All right, I can see that, that he's he's pretty comfortable, it seems like. Yeah, and he was but, joking around. But he seems like, not that this is a shot of Nick Swisher, but uh, when I hear carefree and like loose, I also associate like... Not the hardest worker. I well, feel no, like he's not, gonna. He's really gonna put the work in. Oh he yeah, sounds like he's dedicated. One hundred percent. One hundred. He wants to be the guy. He's got chip on his shoulder. Right. Too, right. 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 He was the third pick when people assumed going to the season. Yeah. He's gonna be the number one pick. Right. And, Which I think and, is better. Yeah, and that that guy they traded up for in the second round, but but I don't know if his name was. They the, said that the was could, that could be a gigantic steal. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. He's a psycho. He's like a. He's like Chris Birdman Anderson. You know, like. He's every interview he said. He's like nothing intimidates me. I don't fear anybody or anything. He's like I want to play in the biggest stages. I want to play in the biggest games. He goes, I'm gonna give a thousand percent effort every single game. He's like I can't wait to get started. He's like I'm gonna bring that no matter where I go. So I like it. Let's see if let's see if he can actually put that to to reality. Yeah. Also Canadian. So Nick's drafting two Canadians. Wow. Wow. Two Canada. Technically didn't draft him, but. You know, Canada's hot. Wait, drafting that with two Canadians. Yeah, they Canada's set records right for uh, most. I think first round or picks in the draft because a lot of the uh, first round picks you had Barrett, Alexander Walker from from Canada as well. The <clears throat> the Nets who drafted him and traded, but uh, yeah, they had a lot of a lot of guys that coming out from Canada and you know they uh, could compete at the next uh, level and eventually when they get you know. More people coming in. Obviously, the Raptors winning the uh, right. championship helps a lot too. Now, I want to touch on another guy. He didn't get drafted, and that's Taco Fall, the mm. seven six, the seven six footer from uh, UCF. UCF mm. signed with the signed with the Celtics. Now, do you think the Knicks missed out on something there, or do you think that he was just a one dimensional? He's a one dimensional no, type of guy. No, no, no. I, I actually like I like him. Uh, I watched him play throughout the. What the, whatever division they're in, uh, they're like conference final. And then I watched a couple games in the tournament of him because they had him and like this other guard who like they said they were pretty good players. Um, but he's pretty good. He's just, he's fucking huge. And he moves like he's huge. He's very big. He lumbers around. Um, I, I, I feel like that might have been the, uh, the thing with him. And I... He might have been injured. He's also older. Apparently, he's like twenty five already. Is he? That he also old? went undrafted for a reason. There was no mention of him ever getting drafted. I know. I know. Yes, I'm, he's I'm a good to... story to talk about. He's he was Instagram sensation with that that chubby kid that was trying to post up on him and he wanted no part of him. But it's it was a great story from March Madness, as a lot of these guys are. It was fun to watch him almost take care of Duke with that team UCF had, but. I'm glad the Knicks didn't take a flyer on him because yeah. there's they got their big guy and right. honestly the guy that I wanted would have been Bull Bull, but Me too. that that well, didn't work out. Well then again with him too, uh a lot of lot of promise. 
uh, big potential, but he already had he he missed a whole season for a foot injury, and we know yeah how foot injuries affect big, big men. men. You know, mm-hmm. it, it destroyed yep. Yao Ming's career when mm-hmm. he was in his prime. So I'm glad that they stayed away from him. They went with a nice pick. Um, what grade would you give them, like the Knicks, like with their draft overall? I gotta give him an A. So because they took they, they took the best guy available at the time, they trade up and got uh, another a piece that that can be useful for them. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I know who the, like I've watched this guy play, but Michigan was a good team. Um, I'm going based off of what I'm hearing in these in these these interviews that he's doing. What now? The reason why I ask you is because on the second episode of this show. You on one of the, you went on one of the greatest rants in the history of this show. What about Porzingis <laughs> and their draft history? So that's why I'm asking okay. you. Okay, all right, fine. Yeah, it looks good now. You know what else looked good when they first drafted Tim Hardaway Jr. and when they first drafted fucking Iman Shumpert? Like those were, oh wow, these are these are good players. But R.J. Barrett's on a whole different level than those guys. I shouldn't even shouldn't even group them together. Like R.J. Barrett is a is a is a stud coming out of college. Now here's he's, a stupid he's question. Expected to do good. But everyone's saying, "Oh, but he can't be the guy for the Knicks. Like he just, he's not ready for that yet." And they're saying it like it's a bad thing. Like they, all these people that are talking about the Knicks expect an immediate turnaround. He's 19 years old. I know. I go, I, I'm, 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 and and every, like I said, I think I said it last time. Everyone gave up on Knox. I don't know why. He was the youngest kid in the draft too. Like what? 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 I don't think Knox did bad at all, considering he was on the fucking Knicks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a guy that has potential, room to grow, a ceiling that would be higher than others because of his age and yeah. his ability. Right. But if, if people want that instant gratification, instant success, they're not going to get it. I know. It's I know. It just the look at the team that they had around. They had the worst record. Yeah. And it's not with because of the the player, the rookies. It was the lack of talent around those right. rookies. You and- can't expect. A, these guys to, to be the guys unless you're Carmelo or LeBron. Right. It's not going to happen. And uh, and Mitchell Robinson started the year off as a uh, a role player, you know, a big man that can just get rebounds and block shots and turned into a, a really nice player for the Knicks, so much so that he's becoming uh, – he's getting grouped into these trade talks as like the – Prime youth piece that's getting that will be shipped in like like they when they were looking at Anthony Davis like oh they're gonna have to give mm-hmm. him Mitchell Robinson for sure you know when the season just started I was like who the fuck is Mitchell Robinson just this tall lanky dude just started playing basketball like five years ago meanwhile right. he's a really exciting player and um I've said this before I'm excited to be a Knicks fan you know a lot of good young talent and if they don't get any of the big free agents that are out there good transition um thanks. And uh, I'm I'm fine with that, you know. Durant well, Durant being hurt, Clay Thompson being hurt, everyone's saying they should, which they should, they should just re-sign with Golden State. Um, they're saying Kyrie, you know, he. I don't know how you feel about this, Matt. Um, but I I kind of would want to stay away from Kyrie Irving. Why? He's a fucking head case, dude. He's he's he is crazy. He also single handedly pretty much carried that game seven for them. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, LeBron had the block and everything like that, but Kyrie was on fire. He's he's shots. really good. Yes, 
But I'm looking at a player who wanted to get traded from the from the Cavs and demanded the trade and got the trade to the Celtics. And when he got hurt, okay. when he got hurt, he um he was like, you know, I'm committed to this team. I want to be here. I want to be here. I want to be here. And then all of a sudden, the Celtics had the season that they had last year. And I think that because they weren't playing well, he kind of said, fuck this. I don't want to be here anymore. And he kind of just gave up on the team. And then next thing you know, he's demand- He he's testing free agency now. So now he's, now you know, he was almost fully committed to the Nets, it sounded like. But now no one knows where he's really going to go. So for me, and, and, and reporters have said this about him, that there are four, five different Kyries that, that come out at different times. And he, they described him as moody. I, I don't want that. If I'm if I'm on the Knicks, right, I don't want a moody guy to be around my young players. Holy shit, Stanton just hit a fucking bomb. Oh, my God. This is our live look at the Yankee part of the Dude, show. Dude, Puma, you just missed this fucking bomb by Stanton. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that that's me. I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way about that. Cause yeah, I mean, the the talent, the, what he would bring to a team is amazing. But I, I'm almost okay with them not not getting anybody. Cause I, for me, I wouldn't settle for anybody besides KD or Kawhi or Kyrie. All right. Well, you guys, I keep this over. So let I would. I don't know. I don't want him, but I would take him. You know, I do know about I basketball. Think, I can talk. You know, yeah, I was trying were, to. Oh, <laughs> shut up, dude! You were I'm just, trying. You're out of the room for two seconds. Shut the fuck up for you two seconds. You know, so Jerry, Jerry. So, <laughs> so a couple. Of, I want to backtrack a little bit because this is how long I've been waiting. Um, Taco is 23. He'll be 24 in December. Okay, that's the first thing. That's how long I've been waiting to talk. Okay, just to put that out there. Second is I'm looking at the top 10 notable free agents for the NBA. And I'm going to go down the list and you're going to tell me where they're going to sign. Both of you. Quickly. Quickly. All right. Quickly. Sure. Kawhi Leonard is, is listed one. Clippers. Toronto. Toronto. Wow. Uh, Kevin Durant. Golden State. Knicks. Now, oh, come on. No. This way. is this is this is Why for me. not? Well, for me it's does he take the 31 million from Golden State and sit out the whole year? Yeah. Or does it's he elect not, it free sounds agency? logical, but I haven't heard anything saying that he's going to do that. I, and I haven't the heard. The Warriors even said that they're not going to make a pitch for them. They know the players know both Clay and KD know that Golden State would want them back 100%. Actually, now, whether... I, changed, I changed my mind. Kevin Durant to Nets. Kevin Durant to the Don't Nets. I'm going to say... Kendrick Perkins reported, who's like boys with KD. He's like... Oh, yes, yes. The voice of reason that is, is KP. <laughs> That's like a whole Sean Avery KP. thing. Yeah. So, I'm going to say KD to the Knicks. Oh, my God. I'm going to say KD to the Knicks. It's not happening. So, Kyrie, number three, Kyrie Irving. Oh. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna go. take a long flyer on this one. I'm gonna say the Lakers. If he's willing to take non-max money, I, I was yeah. I say they don't have enough money to sign him. I I thought they did because no. the trade went through before no. before a certain date. 
No, they hasn't. You can't be made official yet. Even though the Pelicans drafted in the four, or had had the chance to trade the four spot. That's that was the thing that the Lakers had that pick, and it was it said Lakers via Pelicans via, like it wasn't officially because the, the trade can't be official until July sixth. Okay, so then which is why which is like which is what the Pelicans are pushing for because the Lakers GM didn't do fuck all on the reading. He totally botched that. Yeah. And then when he tried to call back and like say, oh, well, can we do it on the 30th? They're like, no, we're going to do it on the 6th. We're not going to help you guys out. Hmm. All right, so I'll take that back. All right, Kyrie to Brooklyn. Jones. Did that break up uh, Kyrie and Katie? Kyrie, where is he going? Brooklyn. Okay. Kemba. Lakers. Knicks. I would love Kemba on the Knicks. I think Kemba goes to the Knicks. I would love that, but that's not going to happen. Even though he wants to stay, he said he would stay in Charlotte and take less money to stay wow. in Charlotte. I saw that report. Why? I, why wouldn't you? Why would you want to leave Charlotte? It's a nice southern city. Like you got nothing. Good, good you weather. Have no hopes of winning. Not with that attitude, Chens. <laughs> Five. Uh, Clay Thompson. I think all of us Staying. think he's stay, he's staying. Yeah, he's staying. Uh, number six. Now, this is why I wanted to do this. Number six, Porzingis is ranked number sixth as the top note free agent available. I think he stays in he Dallas. The, he, he did the whole thing with fucking uh, yeah, Luca. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. they were Dallas. buddies, you know, the European buddies. That stay there and do fuck all because you're not going to be able to play now for the rest of your life because you injured yourself. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Sixers. Staying with the Sixers? Yeah, if they I got think, the money, I, say, I think yeah, the Sixers they got that. No, 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 no. You know he did say that that post so like it's been real, Philly. Oh wow. So yeah, he did post that the other day. I don't think I don't know. Maybe like I don't even know Portland the other. I don't even know the other play, the other teams that are players right now. Well, the Knicks could be in play for him if they don't get Kemba no, or Kyrie. See, I don't want Jimmy Butler. He's a good player. Why not? No, he's a good player. But not a mat. Would you want to give? You wouldn't give him a max deal. What could you? If, what if you got him for a three-year oh, deal? Don't ask me about like money. I don't even know what makes sense. <laughs> okay. All right, but money. Like, what even is it? <laughs> but but what I, all I'm saying is, the Knicks should have three guys on their on their radar, and that's it. They don't get if they cannot sign any of them. You take the loss for the year. You play all your young guys. Let them develop. You get a ni- another draft, nice high lottery pick next year. And you build from the draft, and you see who's available next year in free agency. That's it. How does next year's draft look? I don't know. Probably good. Okay. Not, I mean, not filled with with people like Zion, John Moran, R.J. Barrett, but you know, I liked what the Hawks did in the draft. Made a lot of moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, got some good guys. Um, even the Jazz trading for Conley. I think that was a huge, huge trade. Uh, okay. You know, you know who's gonna be in the uh, draft next year. Lamelo Ball. Speaking of ball, Matt, I think it's time to ditch the BBB. No, no, piss off. Never will happen. Come on. No. Why? How, Why should I? How can How can you support that asshole? Because he made a freaking brand off his kids when he had no links to the NBA. Are you freaking kidding me? He's the ultimate entrepreneur. He's an asshole. He got on freaking all these shows for talking smack. Yeah, that got, is my dream. And he just that got, is my dream job. He just got banned. He just got banned from ESPN. So what? You know why? He was on ESPN to begin with. Do you know why? 
He was talking smack. The host of First Take Woman, married to Jalen Rose, who was on the show that day, said, okay, let's shift gears here for a second. And he goes, with, with that stupid fucking smirk, he leans back and goes, ha, you can shift my gear anytime. Jeez. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith literally... <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't Smith condone went, everything he says. Stephen A. Smith literally went, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Obviously, and he banned. says some stuff that's not great, but All right. that's the, what comes out. Obviously, I'm not ride or die everything he says. I'm Big baller brand. I am a part of Big Baller Brand. I'm part of the Brotherhood. I showed you the card that I have. It's in my <laughs> wallet. I bust it out and people test me. I forgot you had a it's card. Not, it's not a freaking tag. I'll have you know. It's not a tag. All right. So let's let's not go down another earth hole, wormhole here. Uh, number eight, Tobias Harris. I don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck, okay? I think he stays with the Sixers. <laughs> Chris Mil- Middleton? Stays in Sacramento Milwaukee. Kings. Imagine if he actually signed with the Kings. How funny that would be. Um, Nikolai Velvic- Vucevic. 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 Uh, he, I feel like he's going to go. Uh, see, again, I don't know the players. Go to Phoenix. So. Fine, fuck it. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go He's gonna go like on the heat or some shit. So he's going to stay in Florida because he's with the yeah, match. Sure. And I'm surprised he's not in the top 10. The last one is D'Angelo Russell. He comes in on 11. I think it's because he's an RFA. He's definitely not yeah. staying with the Nets. That's he's got the offer sheet that uh, the Nets will probably match. He's definitely not staying with the, Met, the Nets. He's going to be going to... Can you see him going to the Lakers? No. What about they, the Clippers? They, fucking, they traded him. What about the Clippers? No, no. no, they actually did mention that the Lakers could be a player for him. Yeah, I don't think... Like a play for him to go back. I don't think he would sign back there with them, though. Then again, I mean, you never know. LeBron, LeBron talks. He can say, "Listen, listen, young." GM LeBron is a strong GM. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you know, he really <laughs> he's got is. a future he when really he's is. when he's done. Yeah. He'll be a GM, I think, when he retires, or 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 like a Michael Jordan type on a team. No, he's gonna own a winery and just have all his buddies yeah, drink. He's gonna him. he's gonna sheesh out. Sheesh. All right, so let's transition. Let's transition to the ice and transition to the NHL right. uh, quickly. The NHL draft went, the top two went as planned. Jack Hughes is in New Jersey, and the Rangers get their boy, Capo Caco, and all is good in the world. I can finally get that Capo Caco jersey. I was actually flipping out. I thought before the pick was made, I thought they were going to pull a 180 and, and draft Caco. And when Hughes was picked, it was just like a sigh of relief. And, you know... This kid is NHL ready, and he's going to be on the opening day, opening night roster, barring any injury or anything crazy. Million dollar smile. Did you see that? Uh, the the weaknesses none. They had listed for him. Oh, weaknesses! I think said the weakness that is. No, no, the weakness is none. That's, that's pretty amazing. Well, you know what's yep. funny is the the. I heard I forgot who it was. I think it was EJ Raddick. EJ Raddick was like, the Rangers t- talked themselves up with this kid so much that they believe they got the better of the two. And hmm. I think that if Hughes didn't have the the number one pick locked up for the last year and a half or two years, I think it's more of a conversation that Kako could have gone one. Well, they were talking about it even from juniors when, when Kako led them to gold and for Finland. And then it only got stronger once Finland won the 
the world championships a couple months later. You know, you know what's interesting? Fun fact about this kid that not a lot of people know is that he's got type 1 diabetes. Who? Cool. Kako. Oh, shit. Kako, yeah. He's got he's type 1 and celiac disease. Wow. Yep. So he is one of the professional, one of a number of professional athletes. There's two in hockey. Uh, Ty Domi, uh, Max Domi uh, on the Canadians has it's type soft. 1 diabetes. And there's another player with type 1 too that plays for the Lightning. So he's the third type 1 diabetic player in the National Hockey League. So, you know, I don't think that's really going to hinder him as much. I mean, they have a professional team of nutritionists on hand. so The I nutritionists will take care of him, yeah. Yeah, and he's gluten-free. So, you know, that's just a fun fact. I so, mean, that's actually... I don't mean... this. It's actually pretty... It's a nice uh, pairing of uh, illnesses, diseases to have. Mixologist <laughs> of diseases over think, here now, Chance? Think, no, think about it. Because celiac, you're intolerant to gluten. Right, gluten is sugar. Sugar raises blood sugar, which leads to diabetes. So he can't have the sugar because of celiac disease, and he's gonna keep his diabetes in check. Oh! And now I was talking chemistry. With who do you think you are, Ian? A chemistry lesson. Next week we talk <laughs> molecular biology. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so with the draft out of the way, now here comes the free agency but before free agency comes there was a gigantic trade that the devils were involved in uh, on draft day they traded for the personality in himself pk suban how old is suban he's in his late 20s early 30s okay um great defense i wouldn't even say he's 30 i think he's probably like 27 28 that young, really? I, I feel like say, he's been in the league for forever. Because well, I think he started. Oh, he's, he's he's thirty exactly, just in thirty. Oh, he's thirty. Yeah. Last okay. month. So this was a complete salary dump for the Predators. The Predators didn't retain any salary, so the trade itself was Subban to the Devils for Santini, defenseman, a defenseman Jeremy Davies, a twenty twenty second round pick, and a twenty nineteen second round pick, and no no salary was retained. So the Devils are taking on the full nine million. He's got three years left on his deal, so it's pretty much a three years, twenty-seven million dollar deal. Um, now this ties into free agency because now this puts Nashville in the running for Duchesne. So okay. they freed up some salary. Now you're gonna have Duchesne. Now the top free agent is the Breadman himself, Ontario Panarin, and you're gonna have a potential line with the Rangers with the gluten-free winger. And the bread man on the other line. Hmm. I thought that was that's a little fun dad joke. But um That was yeah. Where does Panarin go? Now with the Rangers, the Rangers have are now all of a sudden with all that cap space are now in a cap crunch because you gotta figure you're gonna give seven million dollars to Truba and another six million, six and a half million to your to your RFA. So now you're sitting at about three or four million in cap space, and that's not enough to sign to sign Panarin. So, what do the Rangers have to do to set themselves up to sign Panarin? Do you sign Panarin and worry about it later? Or do you get the cap space ahead of time and then sign Panarin? They're going to have enough cap space. And, they, you know, when you are in the summer period, you can't be at 25% over the cap until you can get your uh, finances in order. But they're definitely going to be a player. It's a matter of the pitch that they have is going to be good enough. Hopefully, JD knows him, traded for him in, in Columbus, and can convince him to, to come play here. But 
again, he could sign a $13 million deal in New York, which is the exact same as a $9 million deal in Florida with the taxes. So they could always bump up a couple million in, in Florida or convince, like, you take the $9 million, which is the same you'd be getting a 13 with the Rangers, and we'll send your buddy Bob, which they desperately need. So that could be a little more enticing. Plus, Quinville loved him as a player when, when he had that rookie year with uh, the Blackhawks, and now he's there too. So I don't think it's going to be the Rangers' lack of cap space that's going to be the issue. It's going to be the offer in general. Would well, you rather play New York or Florida? Well, here's the question. The question is is twofold. One, the, the, the Panthers have about a little over $20 million in cap space. So if you're going to sign Bob and Panarin, Let's say Bobrovsky commands, you know, eight and a half. That's eight and a half. Let's say nine. Nine and 11 is 20. That's all of their cap space, pretty much. So they're going to have to dump cap, too, or have Panarin or Bobrovsky take less money. But what also is in the fold is Luongo. They're waiting for Luongo. Luongo might want to play, or he might retire. Or they might put him on long-term injury reserve, so that can they can shed his his his. Uh, I don't I don't know how much he's making. I think he's making upwards of seven. Was it? Let's see. Um, I'm looking here too. He's making four and a half this year. He's got three years left on his contract. He's making four and a half this year. So the 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 Panthers, if they want to sign Panarin, they and Bobrovsky, they're gonna to have to to do some cap crunching of their own. Well, they got twenty million right now. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. That's what I'm saying. But they still have some yeah. RFAs they have to sign. They have, um, they have a lot of their guys locked up, like Huberdeau's locked up. Barkov, yeah. Barkov's locked up. Um, like Bald, like Vlad. blocked is locked up. You know, Keith Yandel's locked up, too, for another four years. Um, you know, it really depends on if they can, you know, shed the salary, too. So, for the Rangers, what they're going to have to do is they can do a few things. They can trade Kreider. Now, that, that I'm surprised. Now, honestly, I'm surprised the Rangers didn't make a trade during the draft. They could have shed Novestikov. They could have shed Strom, even though I like Strom. And they could have shed uh, VC. Well, the, you know what the problem was? What's the problem? The GMs didn't know what the cap was going into the first round. That's how dysfunctional the NHL is. The The cap for this year coming up was announced the day two of the draft. So, or the night of day one, whatever, whatever it was. But basically, the GMs went into the first round saying, four, we have no a hard number what it was going to be on. So Yeah, and it, I think it came in lower than what they projected, too. A little bit lower, yeah. It was 81 and a half. It's eight, they said it was going to be, what, 83? Something like that, yeah. I mean, that extra it million and a half much. means a lot. It, it, it is. It's huge. It's gigantic. Um, so, what the, I think what the Rangers need to do is they need to trade some of those forwards that I listed. Kreider, Nemestikov. The me- VC is going to be gone. I've heard. I heard VC VC to Buffalo is what what I've been hearing. Yeah. Um. So what what happened to VC? Wasn't he supposed to be? He's a really good player. 
He was a good college player, and his game just his, didn't translate. His NHL, his NHL projection was a second or third line winger, which is more or less kind of what he's been. So you know, he was a big ticketed free college free agent that didn't sign. He was drafted by what? Nashville. Nashville drafted him, mm-hmm. didn't sign, got traded to Buffalo. Buffalo, he didn't sign with Buffalo, and then he signed with the Rangers. Right. Um, Buffalo thought that they would be able to sign him, and obviously didn't work. Yeah. You know, I can see, like I said, they got to trade two, at least two of those forwards, maybe three. And then you have the trio of Shattenkirk, Stahl, and Smith. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the roster you see right now that's technically under contract won't be there come July 1st. There's going to be some buyouts. There's going to be some, or not even July 1st. It could be a couple of days after that, but there are definitely going to be some moving parts that they'll be able to create some space. Yeah. And, you know, I think that the Rangers are in a good spot because, you know, like with Kreider, they have one year left. They can, they can Kevin Hayes him, hold on to him and trade him at the deadline, try to work out an extension. I personally want an extension for Kreider. Um, you know, but the thing is, he's going to command seven and a half, seven, especially if you look what Hayes got. And Kreider's a hell of a lot better player than Hayes is. Um, you yeah, know, Hayes is younger. Hayes, and Hayes is younger, too. I know Hayes is younger, but still. But still. And center's always going to get more than wingers, so. Well, I'm hoping they can get in the six million range for him. Well, now here's the question is, do you trade some of these extra defensemen? Now, the Rangers have a plethora of young defensemen that they can trade. Now, do you trade some of your young defensemen and maybe a second pick for Mitch Marner's rights, don't sign Panarin, and you give the money to Marner? And who is the centerman? And who would they... And uh, that, he, he's a winger, but I miss I misspoke the other time. And, and, and He is a winger. But he could play, he he could play center, ceiling. though. He could, uh, in a pinch, but I, I think a lot of people take Marner over Panarin just because of... How he played with a, a loaded Toronto team. He was their best forward this year. You know, production wise. And, and here's the thing now is they traded Toronto also made a deal. They moved Marlowe to to create some more cap space to Carolina. Now they're talking about buying. They're going to buy out uh, Marlowe, and he's not going to play in Carolina. But they're going to try to convince him. But now with Toronto, is you're looking at another Nylander situation. Marner might not sign until. The season, after the season starts if they don't trade his rights. So, you know, that's another option the Rangers are looking at. Because um, they have a lot and a lot of young defensemen. And they even in the second round, they drafted another defenseman. So yeah, they, were, they were going so defense-heavy that was kind of annoying when you'd think that they could hopefully get a forward that could produce as well. But they obviously saw value in these defensemen that were second or third round, so... You know, I trust I, the the scouting system. You know, I liked what the Rangers did. You know, they drafted a little bit of everything, but I really wish they would have drafted a center in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like I said, they have the opportunity. So let's go, and let, we're not going to go through the top ten, but we're going to go through the top couple here. Where's Panarin signing on July first? Because you know he's signing on July first. Florida. Florida. I'm going to say the Rangers. Um. I'm gonna say eleven for seven. Um, but we'll Sounds see. About right. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Bobrovsky, Florida. I think even without Panarin, I think he goes to Florida. 
Uh, Duchesne, I think Duchesne ends up in Nashville. Agreed. Okay. Pavelski. Joe Pavelski with the Sharks. He's a captain. He's he's staying with the, the Sharks. You think so? You think... Do you think there's an outside chance he might sign somewhere else because they don't have the cap space? Do you think he takes they'll, a pay cut? They'll, they'll figure a way to... The, the captain, he produced very gutsy performance in the playoffs as well. I think that would rub people the wrong way if they didn't keep him. And it's hard to see him not playing in a, in a Sharks uniform. And our last, last but not least, our boy, Zuccarello. Matt Zuccarello. I think we'd love if he signed with the Stars just to get the first-round pick next year. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if they say, hey, why don't you come on a cheap deal back if he takes another uh, discount to sign with the Rangers again. But I'll say uh, I, th- I do think he'd stay with Dallas. I'm actually going to say I think he comes back. Yeah? I think he comes back. Um, I think he comes back on a low deal. I think he comes back for... Because apparently the the contract negotiations with him and the Stars aren't going very well. Um, Mm. So I think he signs for... I'm going to say two years. I'm going to say two years with an option for a third at three and a half. I'd love that if that was was on the table. So, we'll see. So, now let's transition to the the meat of our show today. And that's the MLB. And there's a lot of baseball news here. Not just Yankee related. There's a lot, lot of baseball news here. So, let's start with the dysfunction of the New York Mets. And that their locker room is turning into a WWF ring. So... Let's just set the table here. There's a Newsday reporter that got into it with Vargas. Vargas wanted nothing to do with him. Asked him to leave. He wouldn't leave. And Callaway, on his way of allegedly pushing a Make-A-Wish Foundation kid out of the way, in a rage. No, that was the... Yeah, obviously, you got, you got with Callaway. Vargas was the one that was uh, mixing it up there. Are you Vargas sure? I thought it was pitbull. Callaway. No, Callaway said the fuck off. And then Vargas was staring him down. And then that's when Vargas was had to be restrained by uh, by Syndergaard and uh, Gomez. So, anyway, how do you take this now? Now the Mets have at, the Mets have fined both Callaway and Vargas for what happened. When are they going to fire him? Now this is what I was leading into. I think this is the li- the final straw. I still think the Wilpons don't want to give up on him. They they give their they think he's their guy. Even though he's done this, unless MLB steps in and does something, which they've been saying for years now, Mets fans, but it's not going to happen. It's got to be something. He actually has to be physical. He's got Billy Martin, someone, which I don't know if you heard, he referenced that today, too. He said, Billy Martin punched a guy. Like, well, I didn't punch a guy. I only told him to fuck off. Like, hmm. really? Okay. Hmm. Someone that's, that shouldn't be managing, but. Everyone knows he shouldn't be the manager, but he's going to be there because the guy that's signing his check still wants him there. Yeah. Yep, that's true. You know, I like I said, I I, I think that because, I mean, we're talking about the Mets here. They never get anything fucking right. But I think that you should cut your losses and get rid of the guy. I mean, you need a guy in there. The Mets need a guy like Joe Girardi, to be honest. They need a guy, a no-nonsense guy, a guy that will 
handle his players, a guy that will keep checking the locker room so stuff like that doesn't happen. Um, and, you know, because it, it's, it's a distracting thing. I mean, you have, you have a team that doesn't have the talent to compete, but you have players like Alonzo and McNeil that are producing. You know, Alonzo is on, is on pace to beat Aaron Judge's rookie record for home runs in a season. He's got 27 right now. You know, he needs 54. Judge hit 53 to break the record. Is this what you want your young stud first baseman to see? Is how dysfunction you are and how you can't handle your personnel and how everything's a fucking free-for-all? Like, that's not a good look. And if you want to keep your young players, you need somebody in there that's going to maintain some order. And Callaway's not the guy. It's pretty obvious, yeah. You know, it's been obvious that since last year that he hasn't been the guy. You know, I like I said, he's a great pitching. I've said this before. He's a great pitching coach, and what he did in Cleveland with that pitching staff is was amazing. And I think that's where he should be. He should be a pitching coach. He shouldn't be a manager. You know, I mean, it even goes back to last year. They they batted out of order last year. Yep. How how does that happen? Yeah, that's that's inexcusable. You know, and I know. I am a Mets hater, and I know that I will hate on them to the day that I die, but they just give you so much material. (laughs) You know, I'm not pulling this out of my ass. This is all in front of everybody. Like, you know, not for nothing, they ruined Matt Harvey. They they are going to lose Syndergaard in free agency. They're going to ruin Alonzo eventually. Like... They need to get their shit together. You li- they're, they're, you're a New York-based team. They need to start acting like it. This isn't the Midwest. This isn't Cincinnati. This isn't, you know, these small market teams where there's only two reporters in a room. You know, there's a, you know, when you go to New York, you see when, you know, even with the Yankee post game, there are 55 mics around players after the game. You know, and it's the same thing with the Mets. You know, and you need a, a manager that can... Have his trust in his players, but at the same time, manage your players so shit like that doesn't happen and you don't create an environment that's toxic. Yeah, they, they definitely need to address... Uh, obviously, that was something that was brewing for Callaway because sometimes I, I can see the reporters want to be the story. And they'll, they'll say things, they'll do things to, to get under people's skin, but... Callaway obviously has to be frustrated with how his first year and a half is going as manager and the results aren't there and, and he's getting bombarded yeah. by and he people hears, in the media. He hears all the media. He hears all the... Right. All the uh... He's not dumb. He, I'm sure he sees on social media and everything like that, the message boards. Right. The voices are all there. It, it, they're not deaf to it. Right. And I'm sure by by Healy that the Newsday reporter is saying, I'll, all right, I'll see you tomorrow, Mickey. That, that kind of... That was the, the the spark that just blew the fuse, and really just obviously we see the end result now of uh, a brawling match between you know manager and player versus reporter, which a lot a lot of people were saying yesterday. Never in my X amount of years have I seen that, and it's true. It's for some reason these things always seem to happen to follow the Mets, whether it's the mascot or the owner being screwed over by Madoff, like when every other owner was scot-free or didn't have this problem only the Mets you know, that's always what we say 
So it's frustrating, but it's not surprising. That's why I say they're a Mickey Mouse organization. Still made a more recent World Series than the Yankees. Mm, don't that don't matter. That don't matter. That's a flesh in the pan. That don't matter. They, but you have to admit they had a plan. They had a plan of building through pitching, which they did. They had four top of the line guys, which is what you need in the playoffs, and they just couldn't. They couldn't get past that contact, contact, contact hitting of the Royals. So, and then all with the shit the next season when the pitching fell apart. Yeah, well, that's why you know you can't build a team around pitching. Just look at what the team across the river is doing in the other borough. They built their team with offense, and their offense is carrying them. You know, and their pitching is just complementing their offense. You know, it's really hard nowadays to build a team through pitching. Yeah, but the Yankees Yankees have a great bullpen, so yes, well, they didn't build yeah. starting pitching. But, but the their, Mets, pl- their plan is to get pitch starting pitchers that are good enough to hold a decent lead or to keep keep a uh, a close score have the have the hitting propel them and then the bullpen shut it well, down. Well, yeah, and but the thing is is that relievers are a dime a dozen. Right? There are so many good relievers out there. And with starters, <clears throat> okay, there with, are so many good relievers, yes. But with starters, you know, you ride them so much and that you expect so much out of them that they're going to break down. But the Yankees have the be- the, the collection of the best relievers. So in a sense, they did build through their pitching just the, the different aspect. Of and what they was the, the game? But right. what was and what was the difference in that series with the Mets and the Royals? It was their bullpen. The Mets bullpen was horrific, and the the Royals had one of the best bullpens in the league at that point. They had Wade Davis was there. They had a plethora of relievers, and it wasn't the starters. You had what's his name? Um. The the oh, what was his name? The Chris Young or uh, I think his name is Chris Young. Chris Young, who's a middle of the road starter, giving you four or five innings and then giving it to the bullpen. You know the Royals didn't have a bona fide ace. They had Vierdi uh, Ventura. You know, God rest his soul. Edison Volquez. Like they didn't have these guys like Harvey Tommy John surgery. Uh, Noah Syndergaard can't stay healthy. Zach Wheeler, Tommy John surgery. DeGrom is the only one that stayed somewhat healthy. Somewhat healthy. He had had Tommy John as well. And he had Tommy John as well. So, you know, it's the Mets. What the Mets need to do, and what I think they should do, is they should strip it down. Oh, my God. Strip it down. Trade Syndergaard. Trade Wheeler. Trade... DeGrom? No. You just signed DeGrom. Keep DeGrom. You because the Grom the Grom is one of the best pitchers in baseball. Keep the Grom. Strip the team down. Shed Frazier, Cano. You know, shred shred these guys and start from the start. Get something for these players and start over. What are you going to get for Cano and Frazier? They're overpaid veterans. Well, I'm not saying you're going to get anything for them, but what I'm saying is shed them, get rid of them, and bring up some of the guys in your system and let them play. You're they're not going to make the playoffs and. That why not try and see what you have? I think if if the Mets were serious about making the playoffs, they're not that far out in the wild card. If you fire Callaway now, get a guy like Girardi in there, you could still salvage it and could still make a run with someone that could properly manage a team and knows how to work the New York media, has done before, has won here before. That is what's going to make them because they have certain pieces. Like you mentioned before, McNeil and Alonzo are two all stars. That could be all stars for the next ten years. 
And that's where you're building your core. So, you know, I mean, like I said, I think they need to strip it down. I think that, you know, the Mets right now are three and a half games out of a wild card spot. Right? They're not better than Washington. They're not better than St. Louis. They're not better than Colorado. And they're not better than Milwaukee. That's four teams right there. And I didn't even mention Arizona, the Phillies, or the Padres. But in one game playoff, you just need the better pitcher. The Mets have the better pitcher. That's true. But the thing is, you have to jump all these teams, though. They're, they're going to be playing each other. And it's still, we're only like he, like he said, just getting if to you can, jail if you can fix the manager, get the right guy yeah. in, maybe maybe that'll change how the team performs. But this is all predicated on the so Wilpons doing the right thing. He's cost him so many games this year. Right. You know they're they, in a, they're in the wild card spot if he's not manager. Yeah, and I mean they've blown a lot. Of but this is also this all all of this all depends on if the Wilpons are going to make the right decision. We know that's not going to happen. No, and that's the sad part is they they definitely could make this run with the with the team that has been patched together, and it's not it's not a team that is going to be built for the future. Like you said, they definitely do need to get some young guys up there, but. To make a run right now, they could they could make a run, and that's even without their best hitter, who hasn't played all year. And uh, Cespedes, you know, I mean, I really think that you could get somebody. Like if you, I think, don't they have another shortstop in the system that's supposed to be good? Better than Rosario, yeah. So, but he's still not close. You know, I mean, you could get a lot of good pieces for Rosario. What happened to Dominic Smith? You can get a lot of good he's, pieces he's, for Dominic he's Smith. Still, they brought him up, but they they need to find a way to get Smith and Alonzo on the field. Whether it's Smith playing the outfield or or moving them around, even when they play American League, definitely have them both up so one can DH and one can play the field. Because that spring, this past spring training showed, and even now Alonzo showing that he can produce. And and when Dom gets his spots, he's producing as well. But that's another trade piece for them. And you, know. you could pa- package it with some salary and make them take a lot of salary. So. It could work, but I think that they like they have it know that they have a MLB capable hitter, which has always been an Achilles heel of well, the Mets have the pitching, but the hitting hasn't been there. Exactly. So it's a known commodity. You want to hold it as long as you can. So all in all, the root of this whole thing is Callaway. Callaway needs to go, and I've been on board. I said Callaway should be gone by the All Star break, I and mean, I'll say it again. You know. No, I I agree with you too, but I know it's not going to happen. And, and that's the sad part. And, you know, so let's let's switch gears here. Staying with baseball is Albert Pujols made his return to St. Louis. And, on. and romantically enough, he hits a home run in St. Louis. Got a great ovation. Nobody was sour about him leaving. But I also think it's because the wound has healed because he hasn't played in St. Louis since he left. But it was great to see him go home. It was great to see him hit a home run in Bush Stadium. And, you know, it's great because he's is a future Hall of Famer. And um, it was nice for him, even though he's, you know, broken down and old now. It was just a nice moment for him to kind of walk off into the sunset because you know he's on the, on the back nine of his career. Yeah, it was... Um, you like seeing stuff like that. The... The uh, the return home, the return home of a, of a beloved player, um, and I, yeah, I like the the reception he got. Uh, lots of cheers, lots of applause. Very happy. 
It was nice to see. Um, I'm sure he appreciated it too. Yeah, I think so too. You know, like I said, he goes home. He went home. It's always interesting when you have icons that, that leave and come back on their first game and, and how the crowd takes to them. Because obviously Pujols was the guy in St. Louis, multiple MVPs, World Series winner. Obviously, like you say, a future Hall of Famer. And then you see like in, in hockey, a guy like Tavares who left the Islanders and was booed and vilified that, that whole turnaround. It's always fun seeing the, the spectrum from Tavares to Pujols, kind of where players fit on that. Well, at the same time, I like I said, I think that Tavares, you know, came back right after he left. The year he yeah. signed and he's back. You know, it's been a mm-hmm. long time since Pujols has been in St. Louis. Right. And I think that if he, I think if he went back, like the year after he signed with LA, I think it's a different situation. You know, like oh, I, yeah. I think that if like if Tavares signed instead of with the Maple Leafs in the Eastern Conference, he went out west, right? And I know that they, you know, the way the NHL schedule is, is that they play everybody in the West once, once at home, once away. You know, that it wouldn't have been a long layoff, but I think that if you, if you get told Tavares, said Tavares wasn't coming back to Long Island for another two or three years or four years, you know, I think the reception would have been a little bit more positive. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you got with Pujols. You know, he wasn't back right away. You know, the wound healed over time. And, you know, it's that's the beauty about the the interleague play is that you don't play every team in the National League. You just play a division. Like, right. the Yankees aren't going to Wrigley this year. The Yankees aren't going to play the Cardinals. The You know, that's not the division they're playing. They're playing the the West. You know, they're going to play all the West teams. They're going to go out to Colorado. They're going to have, they're going to host Colorado and, you know, the Dodgers and all this, and all this stuff. And, you know, it's cool because you, you, with the, with the baseball schedule, the way it is and that how unbalanced it is, is you don't see teams every year. And I think that also drives ticket sales when it's like, oh, well, you know, the Yankees are coming to, I don't know, Pittsburgh this year. And that'll drive up the sales because you don't see you see them every three years, you know. Like it, it's cool that that's the case, and that's what happened with Pujols, is the fact that you know he hasn't been back in so long. I think he would have been back sooner, but he was hurt when they went back, right? Was that what happened? It had to have been because it's been since like 2012, I think, right? Yeah. So it's been quite a while. Yeah, something along those lines where it's been... Well, they also... No, I think also, too, at the time, there was still that 16-14 split, right? And then they probably... would they changed that 2014, the Astros went over to the AL? Yeah. So they, they had, they had like, the, the weird, like, the West played the West every year, the Central played the Central, and the East played the East. That was always the case. You still have those crossover games that are, like, obviously Mets-Yankees, White Sox-Cubs, but... It never matched up because you had the Central and the West with the Cardinals and Angels. So now that they, they introduced the 15-15 split and the, and the play the division, first division, that kind of influenced it as well. Yeah. And let's now let's transition into this now, is that the Tampa Bay Rays are going to do a split season in Montreal and in Tampa Bay. So that got us talking in the group when this news was announced that do you take, if Tampa Bay moves up to Montreal 
full time and becomes the Mon- is a Montreal team, the Mon- reincarnation of the Montreal Expos. Do you move them to the National League and create that balance? Or do you keep them in the American League East with the Tor- with the other Canadian team in the Toronto Blue Jays? Uh, like we mentioned in our text, I think you got to keep the the Montreal Toronto matchup in the same division. It works well in uh, other sports like uh, Canadian football and, and soccer. So I think if you have those teams adding another sport to the rivalry, it'd be great for sports to picture this a nice Sunday night baseball game up in Canada you got the either in Montreal or Toronto two great cities I think that'd be great for baseball and I think that having this split that they're proposing is just nonsense it's got to be one or the other and I'm hoping that they move them to Montreal when we were there Puma you were, you were always asking people about the Expos mm-hmm. and they love their Expos man they miss them Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be, besides what it's going to be for the league, I think just fan uh, turnout alone. I think they're going to get they're going to get way more um, of attendance and and uh, fan participation overall than than Tampa Bay. You know, and the thing about it's Tampa, Tampa. Well, the thing about Tampa Bay is that the, as much as as it's not, you know. It is. It's not that it's not a baseball town. It is. I was gonna say, what kind of town is it? But it's football? it's a Yankee town. The Yankees are are their right. spring training has been in Tampa Bay for years, way before the Rays even were in, incarnated there. So are you saying it's a baseball town? Yeah, 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 yeah. You I'm, think? Yeah, you think I, it more so than football. Well, the thing is, is that they get their highest draws when the Yankees are in town, and and seventy five percent of the crowd are Yankee fans. I'm not talking about the fucking Rays. I'm talking about what, what sports most popular in Tampa. I mean the the uh, they it's only football. Is no football or hockey. Football or hockey, yeah. I think football. I mean, but it's what I'm saying is, is they watch baseball there. It's not like you're going to put a team in like some random spot and they're not a baseball town. They're not. It's not that they're not bringing in fans because they're not a baseball town. They're bringing. They're not bringing in fans because their stadium's a shithole, and the fact that you know the Yankees are there. Yeah. You know and. I did see something that kind of put a damper on the whole thing of them moving over there full time is that Tampa Bay has a lease with with their stadium until like 2026. Oh my god. So and they're saying that they're going to they're going to honor that deal and not move until that contract is up. Well, didn't they say they're also trying to build a new stadium? They're trying. They're trying, but it, they've gotten they haven't gotten anywhere. Um, but it's funny that we're talking about this because if you look across baseball and you look at states with two teams, they're in opposite leagues. The Yankees and Mets, opposite leagues. Um, Baltimore and Washington, opposite leagues. Um, California's got the the Padres and the Dodgers uh, well, and the Giants. And then the Angels. And the A's and the Angels. And the A's and the Angels. Yeah. So it's almost... It's a, you got... In in San Francisco, you got A's in the National in the American League. San Francisco in the National League. Mm-hmm. Los right. Angeles, you got Angels and American Dodgers in National, and then you got San Diego alone in the uh, National League. And then in my in in Florida, Miami's in the National League, and Tampa Bay's in the American League. Then you have um, 
in Missouri of Kansas City in the American League and St. Louis is in the National League. Wait, 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 wait. wait. It's Kansas City, Missouri? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, Chens. Um... (laughs) In Chicago, you got the Cubs and White Sox, opposite leagues. The only team that I, the only state that I can think of that has two American League teams is, is Texas, yeah. mm-hmm. and they were originally split too. Um, right. And in Pennsylvania, you have two National League teams. You have the Phillies and what's you have your, the, the Pittsburghs. My thing, is, my thing is, is that it's very rare to have teams in the same state in the same league. They try to split the, they try to do splits. Obviously, it's shown. Yes. So. Well, I think I agree. I think that the having the rivalry, having them in the same division, would be great. Hold on a second. Canada's not a state. Well, uh, duh. But that's not the point. No, that is the point you're making. No, the point I'm making. Okay, fine. In in the same country, then you know, asking me where fucking Kansas City is. um, You're saying. You're saying. You're saying. Oh, teams in the same state have to be in opposite leagues. Toronto, Ontario, Montreal, where are the Quebec? Quebec. Quebec. All right, two Quebec. different provinces in fucking Canada. But it's the, the you, you, no, 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 you but you only have two teams in Canada. So what? So why would you have them in the same league? Why not? But why would you? Why wouldn't you? The Expos are a National League team. They were a National League team. The Expos team. don't exist. Oh, um, the, when they were, okay. they were a National League team. Yeah. They were in the National League East. Okay. And the Nationals, when they moved to Washington, they moved in the west, the East Coast, so they stayed in the same league. Now, what I'm thinking is, is they're going to realign if they if they go up and keep Montreal in the National League, and then move a team like Miami to the East in the American League. Miami will get killed. <laughs> it's just like putting another Tampa Bay. Like, I mean, well, they're struggling. But why? To begin with. But why would they do that then? Because it's the same number of teams. That's why to keep, to keep this, the balance. Right, so then divisions. why just ha- why not just have keep the Rays players who are built for the American League on the, in the American League and just change the city? Like I said, I'm going on how they're aligned, and the reason why I'm making it the thing is because there's only one Canadian team right now. If you look at across the country, all the teams are split in the in the same town except for one, and that's Texas. We're talking about towns. Okay. Ask me, where's Kansas City? Puma, I'll fucking smoke you in ge- geography okay. all day. Okay. All right. We'll play the 50 state. We'll play the 50 states game after this. What is, how do you play the 50 states game? Name all the states? Big fucking deal. How many countries can you name, bro? Talk about countries. Enough. Huh? More than you. No way. Come at me, bro. I'm a history teacher. We'll, yeah. we'll have to do a, a, we'll fuck. Do a Sporkle we'll, offline. Yeah, dude. I, I get like 120 qu- uh, countries on Sporkle. You want a fucking medal? Oh, here we go. Puma's upset now. You want a fucking medal? Because <laughs> I called out your your lack of geography knowledge. When you're who, saying, but who? Well, all the states are split: National League, American League. You didn't even know where Kansas City was. Oh, sorry. There's a Kansas City in Kansas. Did you know that? Did, you didn't even really, know. He didn't even know. Is that really true? <laughs> what? That can't be. That's redundant. Kansas City and New York City, New York. Get get them out of here. Get them out of here. Get him out of here. Can't say Shut it's it possible. Down. Can't say it's possible. This is 30 minutes away from, from a fucking uh, a redundant city-state thing. Come on. It's actually Manhattan. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're joking, right? Oh, boy. That was a joke. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Bronx boy over here can't even, can't even differentiate a borough from a fucking city. 
It was a joke. Bring it down a notch. Anyway. I, I've woke. I've woken up the beast. Anyway, I've woken up the beast. My point is, is that I got. I got it. I understand. All I'm saying is, it wouldn't make sense now because the Rays, like I said, like Matt brought up, I believe, built for the American League. Just keep them in there. And what rivalries are really better, honestly? Is it Mets Yankees or Red Sox Yankees? I mean, they're both different. You guys, which is talk- better? Obviously, Yankees. There's Red no Sox. rivalry with the Mets Yankees. Right. Exactly. There is no rivalry with the Mets Yankees. It's it's nice That's to see. It's nice to see the crosstown teams play. It's great. It's a nice thing. Oh, it's the Subway Series. Blah, blah, blah. But you fucking know when it's Yankees Red Sox, nothing comes close to that. You know, like I said, if you keep in tradition with Montreal, Montreal was a National League team. The Expos were a National League. Team. I understand. I understand. But you know, you can break tradition, baseball guy. So, you know, I'm not saying. I'm, listen, very old man of you. Well, yeah, you know, get off my lawn. I know. Blah blah blah. We'll get to that. <laughs> but the point, my point is, is that I can see them realigning. And plus, if they they want, they're talking about expanding as well and adding teams. So, which could help the realignment and moving Montreal over. And okay, I you mean, know, yeah, like. But then, like Matt said, Miami. Would it's get, not that. Mi- it's not that crazy. It's not. No, that no, 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 no. Out of the realm of possibility. I'm not saying it's crazy because Milwaukee was an American League team and they're in the yes, National League. I understand. I'm just saying. I think I would rather, if I, you know, baseball fan, I would rather see Toronto, Montreal, in the same in the same now, uh, league, and I would like that Montreal was in the Yankees division, give us more of an opportunity, more of a reason to drive up there to catch a Yankee game in Montreal. That that yeah. would be cool. 100%. Would be cool. But, you know, with interleague play, they would still play them. Yeah, every, every seven years. But I think, what I think, well, how would this proposal be? What if, when they expand, they add another Canadian, they add a third Canadian team yeah, well, and make them a be, National League team? Well, so that would have to be Vancouver. Go west, mm-hmm. Vancouver, drop them into into National League. The National League West. But they now, who, they, who would they be with? They would be with San Diego. The Dodgers. Dodgers. Giants. Giants. Rockies. Rockies. And Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Makes sense. No, you'd probably take a team out. You'd take a team out. Well, if you realign... There's six if, teams in that. Well, if you realign... If you realign and expand, right? Let's say they add... God, what the fuck is going on? If they realign and expand, meaning it if sounds they, like you're getting braces. No, if you expand... <laughs> if, if you add... It's like When they added... They added Miami in 93, and then they added the Rays a couple years after that. Tampa Bay. They were the double Rays. But if you add multiple teams, you can make it so the divisions are equal. All right, so you have to add oh, two you're teams. Saying yeah. Literally just adding teams. I thought you are moving like a franchise. All right, so yeah. I would do this then. Here's my thing. I would do Vancouver National League mm-hmm. and give Portland the baseball team, put them in the American League. They were. I think they're talking about Portland as a so destination. You would, have, you would have a sick Seattle Portland interdivision rivalry right there. You know, they're talking about it. Like I said, you know, I'm surprised Portland like doesn't have more sports teams because I, I don't know. It's not like it's not like a huge, huge, major city, but I'd say it's like Pittsburgh level. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a sports <laughs> town. Yeah, is it? Yeah, the I mean, Blazers and Timbers tra- do well. They got the Trailblazers and they got the fucking Timbers, yeah. I mean, and they have a lot of minor league teams there that do well too. All right, but like, they should get another. I'm I'm rooting for them to get another major league team for baseball, for football. I mean, something. 
hockey. You know, talking about hockey, they're adding a team in Seattle. Seattle's getting a hockey team. That's cool. I like that. What are they going to be called? I don't know. Who are they getting rid of? Nobody. They're just expanding. That's expansion. It's beautiful. 32 teams now. It's a beautiful thing. You know, because there's one less team in in the West, I think. Right? There's one more in the West. There's one, so then how? They, then they would have to realign again no, and make no, it even. It is, you're right. No, you're right. It's it's one more in the East, not the West. So, you know, I would actually like to see a team in Vegas. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Easiest opportunity for a baseball team named the Vegas Aces. It's, it writes well, itself. That there's the a, team in Reno is named Reno, the Aces. The Reno Aces, yeah. You know, so let's get them out of there. They're not going to be there if there's a a, a freaking team in Vegas. Vegas is the hot spot now to go. You know, you got the Raiders moving over there. You got the Vegas Golden Knights who are sustainable over there. Do you like that name? The Golden Knights? Yeah. Not really. Yeah, Matt, how do you feel about that? They botched that. I, the, there just needs to be a Vegas ace. Oh, oh. Vegas. I'm watching this this Gold Cup game right now, and the Haitians are going crazy. But the, the Aces would be a perfect name for Vegas. Any team. And they blow it every single time. Well, the reason why they're the Golden Knights is because the owner has ties to West Point. And that's why they're called the Golden Knights. That's so stupid. So, so if he's still going to own the team like in 30 years, like it's it's like the the Rangers, right? When the Rangers have that because the guy's nickname was Tex Ranger. So it's like, okay, it, it made sense back then. But, you know, you're looking at it eight years later. Well, What's the point? You know, what's funny is the the other New York team that got kicked out for the Rangers was the Americans. Mm-hmm. They were, they shared the garden. That would have been dope ass name. The New York Americans. Yeah, it doesn't kind of roll. Yeah. It doesn't roll real well. But so you're not used to it. Yeah, yeah, it would. But I think that with this whole Ray thing, I think they can't be half pregnant. I think they either got to play all their games in Montreal or just stay in Tampa Bay. Um, I know I they're like trying they, to test. They're they testing the market. Pregnant. I know that. Yeah, they're wetting their beak a little bit. But yeah, you know it's it's bad enough. Where this 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 Tampa Bay team has had problems with attendance forever. You know, you had a team in the World Series, you know, in 08, and they had trouble selling out. You have a team that's competing for first place, and they have problems selling out. You know, the product on the field is a good product. You know, a productive product that competes, and they can't get fans in the seats. There's a, there's something to say to that. Is it the stadium? Is it the fact that they don't like Tampa Bay baseball, Tampa Bay Ray baseball, that they are? You know, too much of a Yankee-based town. You know, I mean, both Miami franchises struggle with attendance. It's not just the Rays. Look at the geog, the, the geographic makeup of the the town, the, the city. Tampa Bay is more of a retirement town, and you have people coming from New York to live down there, be snowbirds, if you will, you know, in the March-April months and you got people that just want to get away from the cold generally so if, you, if you're from a different state you don't have any ties to the rays or the marlins you're going to root for the team that plays down there when they play them so that's why i see a lot down there too i know even spring training games you see a lot of these uh teams people are flying down there for for to go see some spring training games and and that bleeds over to the regular season as well for these florida teams yeah you know but I can honestly see somewhere down the road where, you know, you can see 
Tampa Bay relocating to Montreal. And they've been tied to Montreal for a while now. It's not just now. You know, this move doesn't this move isn't coming out of nowhere. Um but let's talk about now the fact that the trade deadline is about a month away. And this is a this is something different this year that baseball has moved away from is this is a hard deadline. So you're not going to get those August deals for those veterans late in the season in August. This is a hard deadline and there's going to be a lot of movement this year because of that. And one of the names, one of the big names that's been thrown around that we've been talking about is Scherzer. And I brought this up last week about Scherzer being traded. And, you know, I can see the thing about the thing about the Nationals and Kenneth said, my cousin said the same thing is that, you know, they need to sell tickets. And Scherzer's one of those guys that when he pitches every fifth day at home, there are people that go to watch him. I mean, the guy's a crazy dog. He's crazy. I mean, he's got the nickname Mad Dog for a reason. But, but, you know, he's a perfect fit for the Yankees. He's a perfect fit for the Yankees. And the Yankees have the prospects to trade for him. Yeah, it sounds like, um, I'm glad you brought that up. It sounds like they would have to give up like a bunch of farm guys. Nothing, nobody really on our team now. But um, that kid Garcia that they're talking about is the real deal. Okay, but like Garcia's Scher- pitching really well for Trenton. Scherzer is the real deal, and it's, you know, with the Yankees now being ahead of schedule and in and, and a win now mode, you gotta kind of just all right, whatever. Now this is the thing about the Yankees. The Yankees in general is that they got they're they're in the tops in the league in, with their record. You know they're they're they've won. They just got an eighth game winning streak snap. They just took three out of four from Houston. They just swept the Rays, you know, without Severino, without Herman, who's been having and a great out year. without Herman or even without Montgomery. And and you know, do you say, well, we don't have to make a trade for pitching in the sense of we have guys coming back, and we have a guy like Severino who's an ace anywhere else. Um, you know, coming back to help the rotation and add to the rotation. So, do you make a trade for Scherzer? You know, I know my cousin is really big on sending Frazier to San Francisco, who will physically drive him there for Bumgardner. You know, that's another big name that's been tossed around. See, I would, I would not. I wouldn't trade Frazier for trade for a rental. For Bumgardner, yeah, exactly. You know, Scherzer's got a couple of years left on his deal, and he's thirty-four. And he's, I think he's better. And he hasn't lost anything with his age. <clears throat> so, you know, what do you, what do you do as a Yankee, as a Yankee, as as Brian Cashman? What do you do? You trip, do you make the plunge? Yeah. Or do you sit on what you have? No, you t- you you go for the you go for the big guy. You know, because you're talking about possibly making a deal, um, you know, for next year as well. You know, you have the bullpen, you have the, you have the, 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 the offense and you have the pitching that is going to come back and with CC coming out, a guy like Montgomery, another lefty can take CC's yeah, spot. He just had another setback. Did he? Oh, he did have a setback? I'm pretty sure. That's what I heard the other day. So. I don't know if he's ever coming back. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Really? I, I forgot that. I forgot he was on the team. Well, because he hurt, got hurt so early in the year last year. But Montgomery was good for them. Yeah, no, 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 he, he was. You know, 
But Matt, what do you think here? I would love for Montgomery to come back and be the star that he was pre Tommy John. And, you know, I actually can, can admit I had no idea where he was in the development. So if he's got a setback, that's, that's going to be a little troublesome. Um, Severino, who knows? I was hoping he'd be at least throwing something to, to give us some hope, but he is throwing. Know, Severino get in the playoffs. He is throwing. He's not, I don't think he's, he's throwing, throwing off the mountain hope. yet. He's long tossing. He's, that's yeah. That means nothing for me right now. You know, it, it's it's he's before he's even ready to pitch. The train deadline is going to be passed, so you got to make a call. Is he going to? Can you count on him to give you some innings, some quality starts down the stretch for you, comfortable not trading for a big arm, or do you think I need this extra arm in the rotation to get us over the edge? Yeah, I mean, because I think I think that they do need another starter, yeah. whether it's Severino Montgomery coming healthy or going out and getting a Scherzer Baumgartner. They cannot afford to stay pat without the 110% confidence that one of those two guys or both are going to come back and produce. Yeah, I just think you can't go to war with, with, with the guys you have right now. Um, it's gotten us to this point now. It's done its job. But um, we see inconsistent starts from Hap. Um, Herman's out. He's been out now. You know, CC. It's CC. You really never know what – I mean – He's gonna try and like give his best, but like his age is gonna be catching up to him later in the season. He Tana- pitched. He pitched well tonight. Yeah, he did. He did. But who knows what's gonna happen next time? Uh, Tanaka, he's been very, very good for us this year. But he's always and the playoffs. Played. He pitches well too. Right. Yeah. He's a big. He's a game. Well, put it this way: if you if you got, but why wouldn't you want to have a Scherzer? Well, and then have Severino come back with him. Well, and then- here's the thing: because you need four starters in the playoffs, right? Uh huh. Well, that's, uh, so that's what got, I was going to get to, Matt. You actually yeah, you, are on the same you, wavelength as I am. You got Paxson locked yeah. in. You got Tanaka locked in. Now, this is where it gets dicey. Severino's healthy. He's got to be one of those four. Mm-hmm. And then who is your fourth? Is it Herman, who pitched well? Is it CeCe? Is it Hap? You know, and if you put if you match them up to like a Astros where you have Verlander, you have Garrett Cole, you have... You know, who's that other? McCullers. That, who? McCullers. McCullers is hurt. Oh, he's hurt. Um, they had not Charlie Morton. Um, Peacock. It's gone, yeah. You know, Peacock right there. Mm-hmm. That that's three right there. So, Verlander Tanaka. You know, is that is that a wash? I, I think Verlander's better than Tanaka. Oh, no. Tanaka mm-hmm. on Tanaka on his best is is pretty damn good. You know, it's he not is Verlander. He is, but he's not Verlander. He's, no, all right. Okay. Yeah, all right. Garrett Cole or James Paxton? I don't know. Uh, Dang Cole. Exactly. So you're 0 for 2 right there before right. you even get to Severino. So, But that, that's that's in a vacuum, though. That's in a vacuum of head-to-head. Who do you want as a pitcher? But you got to look at the other things. The Yankees lineup versus the Astros lineup combined with the bullpen. You know, I think the Yankees right. have a better bullpen than the you're, Astros taking, do. Yeah. No, of course. 100%. And offensively, you know, Correa, Springer, um, Altuve, and that Bregman, and that other, that lefty kid, that young lefty that just mashes the ball. Oh, yeah. You know, he had a couple of home runs this weekend. Um, You know, compared to a Judge, a Stanton, a Glaber, you know, I think the, I think the offensive offenses wipe themselves out. I think it's a wash. I think it's a wash. 
I do. I think the Yankees lineup is a little scarier one tonight. I, I agree. I think the Yankees lineup is better. Well, if you take a the stars out of it, lineup. if you what? If you take the stars out of it, they have Reddick. The stars. Yeah. How can you take the stars out? I'm just saying, if you the stars are a wash, so you're comparing like Hicks. All right, let's go. Let's go position by position. All right, fine. Catcher, Sanchez and Chirinos. Sanchez. Sanchez. Okay. Voit or DH or first base. This is first base. Okay. Voit or uh, White. The kids in Tyler White. Voit. Voit. Okay. Glaber or Altuve. 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 Correa or Didi. Correa. Correa. Bregman or Urshela? Mayhew. Bregman. No, LeMayhew. LeMayhew. I'm sorry. Okay. Bregman. Bre- I don't know. I mean, LeMayhew's having a great year, but Bregman's been fucking great for, for a couple years now. I think that's a toss-up. I you think that, wash it? I think it's a wash. You can wash it. That's fine. a wash. So, left field. Um, Stan versus... Well, well, who's your DH? Encarnacion. Encarnacion. Okay, so... Stanton or whoever they have playing left field. I don't even know who their left fielder exactly. is. Stanton. Okay. Springer or Hicks? Springer. Springer. Okay. Judge or Reddick? Judge. 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 And then their 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 young lefty or Encarnacion. I say Encarnacion just based on his on his thing. So what's the what is it? Five three Yankees. Okay. And that's and that's you know the Yankees got even more guys to to turn to. So. Right, and the bench too. You, you, know, you said Urshela. Oh, their third baseman Cardinal is Guriel. Guriel, I would still take. Yeah. No. Their DH would be well. Their well, Guriel's got to be there somewhere. Guriel would probably play first base over White. Fine, well, I'd still take Voight. So, you know, it's it's a it's a close series, and it's a series that can go it's either way. Close, that's for sure. You but know, the Yankees have had their number this year. And then if you if you match them up with the Twins, I think the Yankees beat the Twins. You know, outside of Barrios, I really don't know who else is on the Twins ro- ro- the Twins rotation that scares you. Um, oh, that would mean that would be a great uh, a great destination for a big pitcher. Well, they're looking for a pitcher. And now is Syndergaard being shopped around or no? He should be. I don't know if the Mets are going to, but the the Met pitch the one Met pitcher you see is Wheeler. Wheeler's been the other guy that they're probably. I mean, they tried to trade in the past too, even before he pitched well. You know, pitchers the pitchers that you're going to see talked about are Wheeler, Scherzer, Bumgardner, Bauer, and Stroman. Those are the five pitchers that are going to be on the move. I mean, if if Minnesota gets one of those guys, that that's huge. You know, but Stroman doesn't scare me. No, he's, he doesn't scare me either. Oh, I would love Strowman on the Yankees. Oh. I would love it, especially yeah, this yeah. past weekend. Yeah, he's a dick, he though. You know, but I don't I, like... I, I, wait, he's a great pitcher. What? For what he said to Eckersley? Just in general, he's just a dick. You know, I think he's got a Napoleon complex, if you ask me. But, you know, I think that he's a great pitcher, but I think his mouth needs to go. You know, that's my opinion. I got love for the homie. He's from Long Island zone. I got, I got love for him. Well, I understand that. I know he's a, he's a Long Island boy. He's, a, you know, he's a New York area tri tri state boy. But you know, I think that also what you're gonna have to trade to get him. You know, right? What, you gotta pay a premium for the in how in division. Exactly. So, do you want to see your prospects grow, that you know you're gonna have to trade for for one year for Strowman? Is worth it, you know. At least with Scherzer, 
you know, you're getting multiple years for your prospects. You know, with you know, Bumgardner and and Stroman, they're all rentals. You know, do you want to pay that premium for a rental that you might not re-sign? That's the question that's going to have to be answered. I saw I saw another interesting uh, tidbit. Would you trade two years of Scherzer for ten years of Judge? Basically, insinuating would you trade Judge for Scherzer? Hell no, no. Yeah, it was a very much the the tweet very much got ratioed between uh, likes and comments. Oh, it was a very dumb proposal for uh, that reporter. You know, two years of Scherzer for ten years of Judge. No thanks. No thank you. I'll take Judge all day long. <laughs> that's not even that's not even a question. It's not even a question. Well, it goes back to the point of like you wouldn't have to give up the prospects, and there's your guy that you can market for the Nationals. So, so, you know, I mean, they have other marketable guys in Washington. They have that kid Soto. Yeah. Turner. Turner is good too. They have Trey Turner as well. You know, they have the guys they can market outside of Scherzer. You know, I, I like I said, I don't know. I would pay the premium for Scherzer. But I would pay the premium in prospects. I would not pay the premium with Aaron Judge. That's asinine. Of course not. Of course not. That's if if you want to see a Yankee fan's head explode, tell them that they're going to trade Judge in any capacity. Oh, I'd love to see. Francesa would be amazing the next day. All the callers, <laughs> oh you know, like I don't know. I, I like that. I, like I said, if you did you trade that that kid from in Trenton right now, you give him a couple more prospects. And if they can retain some salary, I would trade for Scherzer tomorrow. You know, but we'll have to see. I mean, we have we're a month out. Everything's starting to percolate and cook now because of the hard deadline. And, you know, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to see some more movement. I think you're going to see a lot of pre-deadline trades. I don't think you're going to see a lot of deadline deals. You'll see deadline deals for, like, some relievers and a bat here or there. Like, you might see a Puy get traded on the on deadline day. But for a big-name guy, you're going to see him go before the deadline. That's my opinion. Just because they want to get it, they want to get the most out of them out of that pitcher for that season instead of just getting him for two months. So, and it's also in the best interest for some of these trees for some of these teams to trade earlier, as well, because they can get a bigger price because they're going to say, "Well, you're going to have them for more of the season." So, you know. Eh. I don't. That's it's a couple of weeks. I don't think it'd be that much of a difference. Well, I mean, it's a couple of starts compared to if you. It's like think about it. Would you rather have six Scherzer regular season starts or eight? Well, don't forget they also have the All Star game coming up too. That too. It's gonna eat into so it starts. So, you know that 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 all of the all of the stuff we're talking about plays into question on what's gonna happen. So. You know, I guess we'll wait and see. But one last baseball topic before we get into guess that hat and our fan question okay, is: I guess we're fucking the women's World Cup. No, well, we'll we'll talk about that too. What? What? <laughs> I, anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. So one last baseball topic before we move on um, is a scary sight in LA over the weekend: a fan got hit with a foul ball. Now the question is: Is they have already extended the net all the way up past third base? Now they're calling for more netting. What do you guys think? I I think that I think Matt's going to agree with this. I think that if you're sitting in those seats, 
Pay attention to the fucking game and put your phone down for five minutes. You know what? They might have to do... Um, they might actually have to put... I mean, I know they put signs, like the Yankee Stadiums at bats and balls. All over the place. Even in the upper deck. In the upper deck, yeah. But they yeah. might have to make like some enforcement, like you were saying. Can't take the phone away, mm-hmm. but maybe have extra people on patrol. You might have to say it, like, give them a warning. See them on the phone. Listen, if I catch you again, I got to kick you out. Stadium stadium policies, looking out for your health, your safety. Yeah, but then you're gonna be like, Well, I'm not I'm not checking my phone, I'm just like checking the time or something like that. That's a slippery slope. Yeah. But I, I definitely Puma did nail it. Get the freaking phones out of there. Like Yeah, dude. Just enjoy just, the game. Don't be freaking periscoping or like right. Instagram living the fact that you're at a game with bougie seats. Take just care, enjoy Take it. care of that shit before the game starts. The ultimate white girl picture. Right. A picture of your hot dog in the field behind it. I get I get right. if I take a picture of the stadium, I do it way before the game starts. Yeah, me too. That way all right, get or it out of the way. Innings. Yeah, or in between innings. Yep, exactly. You know, there's times I won't even take it. I'm at a game, I won't even take the picture. I'll just I'm too busy watching the game to take a picture. You know, I, I think that you know, honestly though, on the other side of it, you know, these guys are Hitting the ball 110 miles an hour. Sometimes it's even if you're paying attention, it's hard to get out of the way. Of course. And plus, if you're sitting next to people, it's really hard because you're kind of stuck in your seat. But at the same time, you know, the problem is is that the peop these these tickets down by the field are so expensive that people that are buying these seats aren't even interested in the game. They're interested Obviously, in the, the status of the being point. there. That's the point. You know, it's such a big thing to be in the legend seats. When you're at Yankee Stadium in the moat, you know, the moat is, you can't access the moat from the other levels. Right. You have to go down the steps to get right. into the moat. Like, it's a very exclusive area. You know, you get free food, all this stuff. Like my cousin, Kenneth, was sitting in the in the legend seats a couple of nights ago when I was at the game. And he said that he had so much food that he was about to pop and it was all free. Like, you know, these right. ballparks, these ballparks... And it's all over the country. They're, all these ballparks are worried about the amenities off the field than having the, your fans come to watch the actual game. Yeah, but that's what's drawing the crowds now. But that's the problem, is that when they're sitting at their you seats... Know, I, I agree. Yes, it's a problem for the fans' safety, but at the end of the day, the team wants to make money. Not wants to, it has to. Mm-hmm. Right? MLB has to make money. So, yeah... Uh, throw a fucking playground in the outfield so the so people can come to watch the Diamondbacks for the day, right? Have have a goddamn sauna in center field. They have a pool. People sitting in their fucking bathing suits on the fucking wall of the pool watching a game like it's retarded. And they can still get hit with a home run out there too. And it's not like they're safe, you know. Even City Field too. Oh, you have Jesus, the fan zone back on. there. What the fuck? Nice hands, feet. Oh my god, he just got a triple out of a bloop single. Oh, that's an that's a two base error. That's a base hit and an e nine. An e nine. Stanton didn't even like. It's like the fucking ball. He's playing fucking hacky sack with it. That is. Oh. But, you know, they already extended the netting, and also not for nothing. You know, you're paying all the, the all those monies for those seats. Do you really want to watch a game through a net? Right. Like, like, like you were saying, you get you get a bad angle on the net. The net becomes almost like a, a, a screen. Exactly. You know, if you're looking at a net, a net straight on. It's a grid, and you you know you can see everything for the most part. But if you sit on an angle to it, those those grids now become closer together, and you you're completely blind. You know, and the seat the way the seats are angled, especially at Yankee Stadium, they're angled toward home plate. 
So the further you get away from home plate in the lower level, the more your seats are are, are turned. So you're definitely sitting on an angle to begin with. Yeah. And to add more netting, like, it's already crazy. I mean, listen, like, fan safety is important as well. You want your fans to feel safe in their seats, right? But... It what do you are you gonna like enclose them because what if there's a pop fly that goes up in the air and into into and the fans not paying attention gets hit with a pop fly, you gonna cover them too with a net, like, you know I where do you draw the line? Too, this this was this was never really an issue in the '90s and the '80s where you could even you, you can't even say like well in the '30s the balls weren't thrown that hard. '80s '90s you had people throwing 100 miles an hour oh. and you didn't see nearly this many issues where people getting hit with foul balls and yeah. and line drives it's because people need to be stimulated all the time mentally and it's smartphones it's all these social media that is causing people to be distracted rather than focusing on why you're there yeah not for nothing too and that's, in the that's old, where i think the simple thing comes down to in the old stadium in 96 i remember i still watched the old videos there was no netting in front of the in front of the in front of the dugout you know, like yeah. there was no protection yeah, remember, uh, for the players in the dugout. Charlie Hayes like sl- slid down or like was trying to avoid sliding down uh, when those like pop flies kept getting hit. You know, George Zimmer got beamed. The last out. You know, George Zimmer got beamed. I remember, and the whole thing was the the the, the army helmet. That was the rallying cry for the Yankees. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, yep. But you know, like you said, it's an overstimulation. It's the instant gratification. You know. We live in a world where you can send a text and get an answer right away. We live in a world where even us, we grew up with instant messaging. You know, you you get on your phone, you can look something up on Google in two seconds and get the answer. You know, like, there's no more, like, patience. And it's there's really... No more, there's no more being present. You know, That's exactly. What it is. You know? Well, yeah. Like, everyone, everyone's got everyone's to gotta live vicariously through other people and, and see what everyone else is up to. Be present. Be in the moment. You're at a fucking baseball game. Like, take it all in. You know? Like, I always I always think about this, like, um, when I see people doing that. If I'm at a concert or, or, a, or a game or anything, right? I'm not taking pictures of every single thing. No. Because I want, I want memories for myself to, to keep in my fucking head. So when I'm 80 years old, I'm telling my grandkids, oh, yeah, you know, I saw, I went to this game, I saw Judge, and this is what I saw. What the fuck? I guess well, actually, Chens, it's funny you mentioned that. The Smithsonian called, they need the concert footage that you filmed on your cell phone last night. They lost everything you ever had of the band you saw, and now the only documentation left. Hey. You were right was, to film the entire show. I God had, damn it, you were so right. That was Someone actually tweeted that out, and I was like, that was so perfect for what we were talking about. That Listen, that guy, was he was killing it. I had to get him on. I had to. <laughs> He was fucking. He was. He. You saw that video I had of the, of the bass player. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was fucking crushing it, man. He was feeling it. <laughs> you know. I, no, 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 Chad, no. There's nothing wrong with you. Uh, look, a, a video or two of a concert guy is fine. I can't stand when people have to film a clip of every goddamn song on the set list of the band. We get it. You're at the freaking concert. I, I've, 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 I've been. Or two or a song or two. I've been a crime of that. I've done that before, but you know what? We all we all have. We all have. You've done it before, but you move in, you realize that was dumb as fuck. I have little ants across my Instagram story. 
of of stories of of songs. <laughs> you know, I, I when you when you watch your Instagram stories and you have like a million little dots and you can't even see how many things they've posted, I just shut it at that point. It's just a, oh, it's, yeah. I don't have the, that I don't have that much time. You know, not for nothing. You know, when there's a big moment in the game and people are have their phones out recording like, "Oh, I got to have the home run on the um on my Snapchat to say that I was there. The people know you're at the game. So if they know you're at the game, then they know you saw it. Like I was at the Abanez game in 2012. I don't have that shit on tape. I saw it with my own two fucking eyes. I, I can't believe you now, Puma, because there's no proof. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know what I have a video of? I have a video of my dad breaking up a fight in the ramp on the way down. Wow. Oh, that's, that's one you got to have, keep. So, you know, it's the point of the matter is you're at a baseball game or you're at a, an event to watch the game. Like, the only the only sport that needed a net to protect its fans is hockey. Right? Because they had that girl get killed a couple a uh, long time ago at a Dallas Stars game. She got hit with a puck and died. Like, and they added the net and the net nobody complains about the nets. Right? Does it affect play? Right. Yeah, it affects the, the play. That, but that you know the, the, that's dangerous. That's something you it's too close to the to the fans from the ice unlike baseball where you got especially the different dimensions. There's no way you can react to that. You know, it, it's it's just I I don't think more netting is the problem. I think it's our society that's the problem. And I think that if they could put your phones away for five minutes and not worry about, you know, all this stuff like what drives me crazy is that, and I'm in the upper deck now, so I'm getting off the of field level. I'm in the upper deck is when people try to take pictures while the game is going on and their back is turned to the field. Now, I can only imagine what's going down on going down in the legend seats. You know, like people getting up in the middle of an inning to go to the bathroom and blocking everybody else's view. Like down in the field level, if once you exit the the section, they don't let you back in until... Until the uh, the play is over, the pitch is over, the bat is over. You know, like in hockey, if you're sitting in the lower bowl, they won't let you into the section until the play stops. Yep, same thing with the U.S. Open for for tennis. It's the same thing. They won't let you till commercial break. Not even switching serves. So if they do it right down there for sure. You know, but my thing is, is I'm against the netting. I'm against the addition of the netting. What are you gonna do? You're gonna put netting all the way down to the foul pole? You know, seriously, like that's a, that, that's asinine. And on top of that, like I said, are you going to put a netting over the seats too, not just up on on the field so that a foul ball, like one of the greatest things about going to a game and sitting close to the field is getting, having a chance to catch a foul ball and getting a souvenir. Mm-hmm. Like if you, 100%. if you completely net the lower level, you take that away completely. I remember now. Last thing, last thing before we transition to the to soccer. I remember in the old stadium, they used to have the backstop with the netting and then the, they would have netting that went across that connected to the loge section. And people that would sit in the loge section would bring fishing nets and try to get the balls that were stuck on the top. And a kid actually fell into it. Now, they did away with that. I remember that. They did away with that. I think the kid was from Westchester too, if I remember correctly. But... You know, you can't 
as as a baseball fan and as a, somebody who enjoys going to games, as all three of us do, it's you can't keep catering to something that's a problem just so that people feel safe. Do you want people to feel safe? Yes. But they also have to be safe at their own risk. There's a risk with sitting down there. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And they make that's, that a, that's, part of, that's part of where you... Yeah. Okay. There are signs all over the place. Not for nothing. There's a guy, a couple years ago, a guy in Texas died for reaching for a foul ball in, in the outfield. He fell off over the railing. Like, are you going to box the outfield now too so home runs don't get to the fans? Come on. I know that's a little crazy to say, but that's the direction that they're going in. I hope not. <laughs> Neither do I. You know, like, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's too much, in my opinion. So, I really think we beat the shit out of baseball this week. I think so. So, let's transition yep. and talk about the narrow escape of the Women's World Cup in the United States beating... Spain. 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 I didn't, I didn't see the game uh, in the middle of school day. I got, oh, come on. Got, I took off specifically for this. No, I took off today. Had some errands to do. And uh, Dude, I found I, myself I can't take online. off with, with two and a half days left. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to be, no, I'm gonna be off for two months. Yeah, it's true. You'll have all the time in the world to watch all the other knockout games. Right, right, right. But uh, I thought, hey, Matt, why don't you just go to DMV? And get your stuff done before the oh, game. No, with an hour and a half before. Oh, not so fast, my friend. Not enough time. I had to watch the whole first half and half of the second half oh. online oh. DMV. Oh, so that was oh. fun for no one, considering it's probably the worst-run organization of all time. But that's a different story. Oh God, yes, we're not. Going but there. for the game itself, it started off hot. U.S. earned a, a deserved PK. The six minute converted no problem. Megan Rapino, and uh, everything looked you know business as usual. And then a terrible mistake at the back. Goalie tried to play it out. Sauerburn, Sauerburn didn't realize that there was a defender or an attacker right on her back, and coughed it up. Goalie was no man's land, and the the Spanish player dunked it right in. It was a great shot, tied it up one one, and that that's how it stayed going to half. And the U.S. I mean. I always feel as as the favorite. If you're going to be the favorite, the longer it stays tied, the worse it is mentally. Yep. Because you're you're letting the the young the underdog team stick around and hang in there, and and Spain did get a couple chances here and there, but it, it, the U.S. was just not clinical enough. Didn't have that that final pass to to really connect the attack going, and on people were saying as as we mentioned that they escaped because the U.S. earned a second penalty, which was. Kind of questionable. Rose did get clipped, but she did take a couple of steps and then fell. But there was contact. So that's kind of it goes back to if there's contact, is it always a penalty or is it only if it impedes your progress? Mm. So the contact was there, no doubt. Penalty was called. Rapino again stepped up, slotted home, 2-1 USA. We go home winners. Um, and there was also a little controversy. A lot of the reporters were, were talking about the fact that Alex Morgan – was stepping up to take the penalty. They went to VAR to confirm it. And after VAR, uh, Rapino was the one that ended up taking it. And as, as a professional she is, both Rapino and Morgan squashed any beef. They said this was what the coaches decided. It wasn't anything that someone was overstepping the other one. And they were able to come up with the 2-1 result with the all-important game against France. Yeah, that's going to be huge. That's going to be huge. Yep. 
I think this is, you know, a lot of people have mentioned before in the podcast and people in general have been talking about this is going to be the game that's really going to test the U.S. and, and if they are yep. going to be able to, to go back-to-back, this is going to be the game that's going to be their biggest obstacle. Not to say that if they do win in the semifinals, finals will be a, a higher game or not, but France has the home field being the host country and they do have a more talented team than the U.S. has played in, in the group in Spain. So it'll be fun to watch. Uh I do expect the U.S. to come out on top, and if they play the way they did, and, and and not to say, people say the U.S. struggled. France did not have a walk in the park with Brazil, mm. which was a surprise match at the beginning. With France definitely suffered a lot more than the U.S. did. They had to beat uh, Brazil in extra time. They went to uh, Brazil. I think gave up the goal in like the 105th or 106th minute of the the extra time versus uh, France. So they didn't. They didn't. Uh, Take care of business the way people have thought. So it, it'll be fun uh, to see, you know, what the uh, tactics they have coming into the game and and what the atmosphere will be like too. Yeah, it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be a uh, a nice a nice match to see. When is that happening? Uh, the I think it's Friday at three o'clock. Okay, good. Um, let me double check that. Yes, you should you should no excuse oh, not to man. watch that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it. I got oh. I got uh, rehearsal dinner. In, in deep, yeah, in, it, deep in Connecticut. It's so I'm three o'clock gonna... on Friday. Fuck. So, so. Oh well. And then our our uh, our family team, Italy, plays tomorrow, twelve o'clock against China. Mm. So hopefully they they take care of business and uh, they would have a a matchup with the winner of Netherlands Japan. They'll play at three o'clock tomorrow. I'm hoping that Italy is in it when I go to, when I go there That'd be awesome. next week, so that you know they they'll have World Cup fever. It'll be nice to see. Yeah. So, like we said, you get that semifinal matchup. Hopefully, uh, they both win, and then they also too Italy and U.S. from the opposite sides of the brackets. Oh, so that would be if yeah, they if they take amazing. it all the way, they could play each other in the final. Who? Yeah, I mean, if, if I think we know who you'd root for with the women, but would it would it be the same for the men if Italy ever and U.S. ever met in like a World Cup final? It's a clown question, bro. I think so too, but you know it's crazy that people. Well, well, all right, don't say your answer, Puma. What? If men's World Cup mm-hmm. final, USA versus Italy, mm-hmm. who do you want to win? U.S. Okay, good. I'm an American. Good. With Italian heritage. Uh, yep. Good. Because mm-hmm. you, good. you yep. and I both that's, know. That's... You and I both know plenty of people, Puma. Here. That would root for Italy. That would root for Italy over the U.S. I think your cousin is one of them. I think you're right. Both of <laughs> both of them. I think, my, my, I think you're right. My wife is one of them. Yes, facts. I I almost that was like I was like, what? Yeah. That was before we were engaged. You told me that. And I was like, uh, that, that might be a problem. Yeah. The only the only <laughs> <laughs> deal breaker. <laughs> Listen, you're perfect everywhere else, but. Up. The fact that yeah, you'd rather yeah. root for Italy over the U.S., you're no. So. I don't know. The only team I would the only the United States the only team I would root for if if they played Italy. Like if Italy played anybody else, I'd root for Italy. Yeah, right, right. Oh yeah, it's, it's U.S., Italy, and then for me it's Croatia. But then you know everyone has the other heritage or whatnot. But it's it's a very distinct one two. It's not a one A one B situation. It's one USA, two Italy. Plain and simple. All right, let's get into guess that hat. So bring it's in. time to play 
Guess that hat. Uh, you've never worn this one? Nope. So you didn't need to buy the new one last week? Nope. Hmm. Well. And Matt doesn't know what hat this is. We didn't tell him. I don't Yeah, we didn't, we didn't talk. Look about it pre pre show, and I wasn't pretty, spacing out like it's last a pretty time. Pretty plain hat, but classic, right? Yeah, I would say classic for sure. Because uh, they haven't really changed their logo. No, pretty simple, very simple. So Puma, you got the facts? Yes, I do. Let's go. So fact number one: this team was named after a livestock show. Wow. Okay. That's fact number one. The okay. alternative submissions for this name were mules or cowpokes. And this team name won. Fact number... Well, obviously it's not one of those two choices. Fact number two. The name of their mascot is Slugger. Wow, none of these... If I didn't, if I wasn't sitting in front of them, none of these clues would be helping me at all. Okay. A Hall of Famer for this team, Amos Otis... Admitted to corking his bat for over 3,000 of his plate appearances. Oh the outfielder hit 278 and was an all-star team That's throughout it? his long career. So five all-star teams. Amos Otis. Amos Otis. Famous Amos. Not It's not famous, famous Amos. Amos. Yeah. So that's fact number three. Fact number four. One of their all-star athletes was also... A all-star in another sport. In fact, this athlete was the first to be named an all-star in two sports. That's 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 the ticket right there. Okay. Well, yeah, no, 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 not necessarily. That's a, it's a good one. And fact number five is Michael Scott used the same used the same. What's the word I'm looking for? Method when it came to paying for people's colleges. So the guy's name on the stadium was for the fact that for being... Let let me finish. All right. Okay. (laughs) This is an office reference. Okay. The team's namesake was pretty cool. The name of the stadium got got its name from a guy who was bedridden as a child for launching a foundation to help kids afford college. So those are your five facts. Wow. So Matt, you want to take a guess? Uh, at first, well, no, I don't want to say it and then people want to guess, but I'll text it to you guys and then you can see if I was right or not. All right, we'll wait for the text. Well, let's, yeah. let's keep talking. Well, we'll keep we, talking. So Puma, we got fan questions next. Fan questions next. Everyone's favorite segment, mine especially. So Chance, <laughs> you were you. We're absent from oh, the yeah. questions right. last week. So right. do you want to answer? Because I gave you, we answer the questions for you. If you'll have me. Nope, Matt, you're <laughs> wrong. Ah. Uh. Oh, yes, no. So question one was, um, if you could live in a Disney movie, what movie would it be? Coco. Coco. It's fucking awesome. Great, great movie. That's the one with the with the guitar player and they're the, all dead the, and the stuff Mexican, like that. Mexico. The, the Mexican uh like basically World of the Dead. Uh catchy songs. It's great visuals. It's a great storyline. It's a really good movie. Yeah, like no joke. The zombies, bro. No, no, no. They they're just 
they're in the dead world. It's not like the dead are living in they're the, in the, the underworld. Living world. They're in the underworld. They're yeah, in, but you don't know if the dead could be good or bad. They're in Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. I was actually that for Halloween a couple of years yes, ago. You were. And that was a sick costume. What was it going? All right. Uh, question yeah. number two was cereal or soup? Is cereal or soup? No. Okay. And last soup, but not least. Soup is soup. You make a broth. Mm-hmm. Milk is natural. Okay. All right. We're not going to get into the fact that I microwave my cereal sometimes, but we're going to talk about it later. I cannot believe you microwave. <laughs> Who the fuck? What are you? Listen, have cold cereal or have oatmeal. You're talking about you're you're talking about the fucking raise. Uh, what was what's the term you said? They can't. Um, come on, help me out here. I don't know what you're talking. Raise can't. Do I don't know what you're raise. talking about. They raise can't do. Uh, they can't go to Montreal for half the game. They gotta just. You said the saying. Can't be half pregnant. Half pregnant. There you go. <laughs> um, and the last question was: What sport would be enhanced with the use of alcohol? Enhanced mm-hmm. or just funnier, better? Kind. Yeah. Like. What, what sport would I like to see them wasted in play? Mm-hmm. Hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine a bunch of guys drunk skating? They might try to take their skates off and stab someone. All right, well, Happy Gilmore reference. Exactly. I said I said bowling. Gun to head. Best Adam Sandler movie. He was at the Yankee game. Go. Uh, Billy Madison. Matt? Yeah, I think for me it is Billy Madison. I like, happy, happy Gilmore, Billy Madison for me. Or Waterboy. One of those three. I, I like Billy Madison the most. And then I would probably say... I would say mm-hmm. Bill, Billy Madison, Waterboy, Happy Gilmore. Uh, Big Daddy, I like good Big, Daddy, Big Daddy's good. Or... Anger one, Management was good, one too. One that's not talked about so often is uh, Little Nicky. Little, oh, I love Little Nicky. Uh, I'm from the South. They say you have a harp-shaped They're deep harp South. Harp-shaped hiney. <laughs> it's a great movie. It is a great movie. And when, they, when, they, when they're playing... Uh, I just love like the like he brings his boys into all his movies the same guys. Oh yeah, and the, and that one guy is playing his the stoner roommate or the stoner like rocker guy. Mm-hmm. Those two, both those same guys are in all his movies, and they're playing Chicago sh- soundtrack like mm-hmm. backwards, and it's like in the name of Lucifer I command you, <laughs> and then like Chicago fucking rules, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Another Adam Sandler movie doesn't get a lot of play is Mr. Deeds. That's true. Mr. Yeah, Deeds Mr. Deeds. not get a lot of love. I like Mr. Deeds. That's It's a good one, but it's also, eh. Crazy eyes. You know, I saw this guy. Crazy eyes. And he was like, you know, making moves or something. I was like, maybe he was just waving. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> all right. So, fan questions for this week. All right. Question number one. What would your... Where's he from? I'm going to get to that. <laughs> What is your overall rating in a video game of your sp- a sport video game of your choice? What would your overall rating be? And this question comes from Nestor. <laughs> so I, I wonder if it's my friend Nestor. Maybe. I actually had a friend Nestor in college. By the so way. do I. He was my roommate. So. So pick a video game and your overall rating. All right, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this very quick. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Wait, Jen's gonna go off because we had a very much uh, a dis- off off air discussion about this, and it was very opposite directions of what I thought it was gonna be. So you go first, Jen. Okay. 
my rating is going to suck. It's going to it's going <laughs> it's going to be a 30 40 tops in NBA. Okay. So what's your what's your attribute that you bring to a team? Dude, is it your locker room presence? Maybe? I don't know. That's not even a stat. That's not even an attribute on the fucking game. <laughs> it helps team okay. chemistry. What would I be? What would be my thing? I don't even know, man. I have no idea. So you would be a undrafted free agent. Dude. That has, hitting me? That's got a, the potential of a negative F. And it's just on the team cool. for the ride. If you if you wanna if you wanna fucking uh curve this well, shit. Matt was saying curve it. Right. If you want to curve yeah, it. Yeah, so then... I was saying you gotta curve it so that you're comparing it to like people you play on a Saturday All right. morning. Alright, so right now, right now, we're talking right now. I'd probably give myself like a seventy. That's fair. Alright. But you go back to Penn State, I was fucking I got nicknamed Baby Barkley in my Penn State uh intramural league. Top rebounder. I would probably give myself like a seventy-eight. I actually had to guard a Penn State offensive lineman one game. That's the closest thing I got. I got to playing against a pro. Oh, and AAU tryouts. I had to def- had to defend. I was I don't know six-two. I was the tallest guy on my team. Oh, this is a descendant of Manute Bowl on the <laughs> other team. He literally he was literally six-nine. <laughs> he he killed me. I almost, <laughs> I almost got dunked on. I moved out of the way. I was not letting that happen. Did you cover the face as you walked away too, so you can't get posterized? Yeah. yeah. All right. So I, I'm, I'm sticking to my original edge of thirty. Okay. A lot of confidence in himself, dude. I'm the, I'm the size of a point guard. I cannot handle the point guard. <laughs> I cannot handle the ball. I can't See, shoot. I'm lights surprised out. you didn't pick FIFA. I'm not good at soccer. I mean, I got two left feet. No, I just. I can't. You're I can't, more of a basketball guy. I can't dribble. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I know he's more of a I basketball guy. I can't dribble, guy, really. All right. You'd be a goaltender. I'm not a bad goalie. You would play goalie. I'm not bad. I'd stick you in net. I used to, I used to train Stefano. He would take shots on me like while he was like going to Manhattan to play. I was diving. On the, I, was, I was really good at saving low diving shots. I could not commit myself to dive in the air, though. It's hard shit, man. It's not easy for sure. All right, I'm going to pick MLB The Show. And if we're talking right now, there we go. I would say I'm close to an 80 or an 81. I mean, think about it. Right now, I'm coming off of two Cy Youngs in my league. Um, okay. I am. Hey, this is what happens when you get the curve. This is what happens. I saw I saw this shit coming from a mile away. And, you know, I my ERA this year is is sub two in one league and it's three and a half in the other. So I have respectable ERAs across. I strike people out. I get outs. I give innings. So I could see myself as an eighty eighty one without a curve. Without the curve, I'd say probably like a fifty. Okay, fine. I mean, but you played college ball. Mm-hmm. You think I'm shortchanging myself? Maybe I should just be a 55 or a 60? No, no. I think 50's fine. I think 50's very fair. So, you know, 50, 50, 50 real rating, I would say, yeah, that that sounds good. You know, I mean, I, the- I, if I had to play baseball, I'd probably give myself a rating of fucking 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Chance can hit the curve. So I can't hit. 
I can't hit real pitching. You got the chicken wing, dude. I can't. I, I can't move in the field. Are you kidding me? His his moment of glory on the baseball field was when we were modified and no, no, he no, hit no. a. No, 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 no. Okay, that might be my my single glory, but but I was a kid. I was on that fourth grade Indians team, dude. I was awesome. I was a fucking all star all star snub, only because Aga's dad was was the second coach on our team. Oh. Politics. That's when I learned I learned a hard lesson real quick in life. Politics. <laughs> yep. So, all right, Matt. What do you got? For me, this is good. I'm right I'm, now, I'm looking forward to this one. This is a wild card for me. I'm doing FIFA. That's what I thought he and, was going to pick. And I'm pick because in, in soccer too, like you could pick. I'm picking myself as a center back slash defensive midfielder. Okay. I like playing in the middle of the field. I like playing with the ball if I can, if I'm playing midfielder, yep. breaking up attacks. So I have the height for the central back. Mm-hmm. So my body type's there, so I don't have to worry about you being the point guard or whatever. And if I'm doing it in a vacuum, probably like a 47, Whoa. because I'm not in shape right now. Beautiful Boy, too many, too many beers and pasta, not enough working out. But if your boy got fit and we're doing the vacuum thing, I'm putting myself as an 82. Whoa! Whoa! Yep. Because I know, I know, I if I want to, I could put a ball on the dime from the back, Pirlo style mm. or Zerossi style. I could do it and I could see the and watching so much soccer and playing it. On the field, I like playing that center. I see the whole field. And Chad's, you see me play yeah. murals. You yeah. know, yeah. you know what? It, you know how it be for a tall guy, and he looks goofy as fuck. He's got he's got a nice I touch. Do. He's got a nice touch. It is. And I, I, I've, I've seen you play. I've look. seen you play on a real like a, a, a. I played that one Saturday morning game with you and your friends at that field. <laughs> yep. That was a, yeah, that was right. a, that was a shit show, man. <laughs> I think we were. I think awesome. we were. I think we were hungover. Well, that's that, that's always the thing. Like, I don't think right I now. had I don't think I had like shoes to play with. I, I had to borrow <laughs> some shoes. I remember. I remember it yeah. was just a, it was a real like slapstick shit. Like whatever, just I, I just found whatever I needed to play with. It was surviving advance. Yep, exactly. All right. Yeah. So what's the next? What's the next so, question? That was a good question from Nestor. Thanks, Nesty. <laughs> <laughs> question number two: What defines a sport? So, like, yeah, I is, about this one. is fishing a sport? And this comes from our friend Blake, our fan Blake. So Blake wants to know what defines a sport. Like, does he want to know if fishing is a sport or, you know, what defines a sport? Okay. Say it one more time. I didn't hear you. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Did you hear that one? All right. So what, what defines a sport? What is a sport? Right, it's funny you asked me this question. I had to answer this question in uh, my sports ethics class in college. Um, is fishing a sport? That was in the question. Yeah. Is fishing a sport? I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I, a sport is something that involves like physical exertion and is competitive. So fishing it's, is it's, a sport. It's a winner and a loser. Yeah. You you're competing. You have a very set set of rules mm-hmm. that you can only get a certain amount of fish. You can only you have this amount of time. Right. And, and we're looking at once 
thing exactly. It's fishing, but you could say something about cheering, or you could say about golf, or anything that's very labeled a sport. But it's very set figure skating. There's judges. There's people that rules that you have to follow, and there's a winner and a loser. That's a sport in my eyes. What about Puma? Is chess a sport? Well, yeah, because there's rules, there's competition, there's strategy. But it's not physical exertion. It's mentally ex- exerting. Yeah. Okay, what about... Oh, I thought of another good example. Oh, fuck. Uh, you know, video like, games. The, the spelling bee. No, that's not a sport. Why? That's televised on ESPN. That and, doesn't mess it and it's, But that doesn't it's necessarily a, mean it's a sport. It's a win and loser. It's a winner and loser. But... You know, it's a that's a that's a different. You're I'm not, just trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to devil's play, advocate. play devil's advocate here because if you say that chess is a sport, there's not much separation from the spelling bee in chess. You know. Well, I feel like there's in in a spelling bee. If you don't, if you just gotta know the spelling of the word, like with chess, you have to think about your next move. You have to think about your person. Your you know how the board plays. Okay. And stuff like that. Right. That's fair. But. Do you not prepare for the spelling bee? What do you like read? You, a, read a fucking dictionary. You you go in the fucking you go spell those fucking words. I can't spell for shit. So I know we know this. You know I know this. Yeah, you yell at me all the time. I don't proof me my text messages. All right, not the end of the world. Oh, I need man. spell check for that as well. Anyway, I'm just saying. There's an app for that. I'm saying, um, sp- other sports you train for, right? You prepare for the spelling bee. You prepare for that. You train for yeah. You're reading a dictionary, but you're also understanding the the origin of the word, the listening for the pronunciations. Well, then, if you want to take that, is bodybuilding a sport? It's the same type of thing. Yeah. You know I why mean, not? Those strongman competitions? No, 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 no. Bodybuilding, nah. like when they're on okay. the stage in their speedos. Yeah, fine. Yes. On bronzed up. Yeah, because yeah. there's there's criteria to be judged upon, and they have to develop their bodies to be a certain way to match those criteria. Plus, they're also practicing different poses that highlight the muscles that the judges want to see how developed they are. And proportion comes into effect. It's not just who's the biggest guy, who's the most proportioned. Well, here the here's the question. What sport would be on ESPN and which sport would be on ESPN the Ocho? You know what I mean? I mean, what I tell you, it was pizza, pizza flipping competition. You know that was that was on ESPN Plus. You know, I mean that's a little ridiculous, but at the same time, if you're de- if you're defining sport as a a uh, criteria based rules based activity that results in a, a winner and losers, then the pizza flipping competition, it the word is there competition. It's a sport. Now, if you're going with the, the ancient Greek definition of sport, you're probably going to see examples of the earliest sports of uh, track and field and wrestling, wrestling um, stuff even, like that. Even like when they used to fight like wild animals, like in the Colosseum, when they would fight the animals, that was considered a sport. You know. Well, yeah. Also, you know, speaking of Greek, breaking news: Giannis just was named MVP. Oh wow! NBA. Nice. Nice. That's great breaking news, by the way. Nice job. So, you know, I mean, I, it really depends on how loosely you define a sport. Well, that's as the whole well. point of this. Exactly. You yeah. know, I mean, 
you have your four, you know, there are major sports and all the sports we're kind of talking about are kind of the minor sports. They're kind of the minor stuff, the minor side of the sports realm. So like people even say bowling's not a sport. Bowling's a sport. But I think why people say that, and it was going to be my next point, is that a lot of these non-major sports that we're talking about can also be played or are predominantly played recreationally. You know, people go to bowling alley to bowl, and they don't give two shits about their score. You know, people go play golf. Yeah, they care about their score, but they're not they're not pros. They know they're not going to like shoot in the seventies, sixties. You know, they don't like practice every day. Um, fishing is done is done very leisurely. Um, you know, like surfing too. Yeah, right. Surfing is literally people just went out there to enjoy themselves, and then. They made it into a competition. Skateboarding, same shit. You know, those are like extreme sports. Like, they, they, there's so many sports that have different, like, you know, de- designations, like skateboarding and and snowboarding and rollerblading and all this stuff. And motocross, it's all extreme. So I think sports. the I think bottom line is, a sport is any activity that has a strict sense uh, a strict uh, set of rules and criteria uh, and that results in a winner and a loser or losers I can see that is yep that, is that, I agree with it I think that's fair. fair I think that's fair doesn't I think... have to be physically exerting doesn't have to be mentally exerting doesn't have to be both doesn't have to be either one because you know then you can really turn a sport into any anything into a sport right which is what's which is what's happening you know? Like they turned the fucking spelling bee into a, a, a national competition. You know, like in the e-gaming world too. E-gaming, right? You know, and apparently that shit is huge. Huge. You kidding me? Oh yeah, it's fucking huge. Huge. Apparently. But think about video games. We've been playing video games. There's always a winner and loser. Now, yeah. Now someone decided, oh, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play against people for money. And now there's not only a winner and a loser, but now there's something on the line. Yeah. I mean, even like back when Madden was gigantic, even bigger than it is now, they had the Madden tournament. You know, they televise the Madden tournaments. You know, like, poker is a sport, too. They have the World Series of Poker. You know? I mean, it's gambling and stuff like that, but there's money. There's money on the line. You know, it takes skill. It takes, you know, all that stuff. I think that, you know, when you get when you when it comes down to is, you know, you have your major sports, and then you have everything else. And that's what it is. You know, your major sports are, you know, baseball, hockey, basketball, football. You know, you could throw soccer in there as well as a major sport. You know, yeah, I think so. You know, but it's funny in America though. When you say the four major sports, it's basketball, baseball, basketball, and hockey. Right, but if you look internationally, internationally, soccer is the biggest sport on yeah, the in the world. No one comes close. You know, and you're starting to see more of a soccer a soccer influence in the states. You know, the MLS is starting to, is starting to uh, gain traction over here, as Chen is dropping his phone. Going out over there. <laughs> you dropped Matt. <laughs> that was definitely on oh, the mic. Fuck. Another chance fart for the podcast. <laughs> so hey, look, I've been I've been recording for three hours. So last last fan question, and then we'll get out of here. Um. All right. So this question comes from Denise. I guess this is Chen's is transvestite name. If you ever had to pick one, um, describe your perfect Saturday. So it seems like the she is not she is not about Saturdays or for the boys. She's all about Saturdays or for the girls over here. 
Jen's his alter ego. Man. Uh, well, whoever's ready can go because I need some time to think about this. All right. So I'm going to break the day. I'm going to break this up into hours in the day. Wow. This is going to be good. So I would love, you know, wake up in the morning. This is ideal, right? Yeah. Like if you, if you, like in fantasy world. Yeah. So or I'd, is this like something that can actually happen? I think something that can actually happen. Okay, fine. So then I'll be like, oh, I'll wake up at fucking uh, ten o'clock and go uh, swim in my amazing pool that's on the fucking cliffs or some shit. So <laughs> I would love to have a game to pitch. I would pitch in the morning. So figure three hours that I wake up at seven, games at nine, so that puts puts me at noon. So then at noon, I would love to. Sit by the pool and relax for a couple hours um, with Steph, obviously. And then it's a lot, it's very baseball-centric. Go to a Yankee game, sit in the legend seats for a Yankee home game. Uh, see a walk-off win. See Aaron Judge hit a walk-off home run. Wow, this is very ideal. Uh, what happened to the hours? We just stopped counting the hours? So, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm so so then... Give and then after the Yankee game, you know, go to bed. That's it. Very simple. All right. Puma's a simple man. No alcohol needed. Because I know this is where yeah. it well, might take a turn. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go off a cliff here. So I was similar for you. I'll wake up at like whatever, seven or eight, get, get a little pickup soccer going, wow. a couple hours of that. Yeah, you go. And then you get showered up ready to go and you go right into a darty get barbecue Ooh. going get some Ooh. cornhole can jam yes. a lot of brews enjoying the nice weather and then you take like an hour nap maybe around like oh, five Matt's, o'clock Matt's still living that college life I love it he's got it yep then you wake up shower you get ready to go out you rally so you rally so you get like a nice dinner going on so now, oh. now this is what differs from college you get like a nice yeah. Like steak dinner adult, or something adult, or adult dinner, yeah. pasta. Yeah, exactly. And after that, you go back, you start pre-gaming, you pre-game, and this is where you get like a nice FIFA game going. You get like two-on-two and you get drinking games within the FIFA game, which we've oh. done before. Oh. Really fun. And then after that, you go to like, for me, it's going to be a bar. I don't like going to clubs anymore unless it's really like I'm dancing my face off. Yep. It's going to be a bar, dive bar. Yep. They know you. Cheap drinks. I don't care. It's I need that atmosphere. Maybe some darts, some pool. Oof. I like that. I like that. And then, if you need to, you get some late night eating. A little T Bell or a little like little pizza action. Matt doesn't know about Rockies. Never been. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. Um, all right. I would definitely wake up early, uh, maybe like six. Uh, get out of my bike, go for a nice long ride, and then I'd and then I ride down to see. I would like to live in a place that has like a cafe that's open early, or some some place that has that serves good coffee. Go ride my bike there, park that shit, go inside and watch a soccer game in the cafe with some other fans. Nothing crazy, but like you know, have some camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Uh. Then, once that's done, see, this is where I really don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, 
Nice cigar. Well, that's later. Yeah, that's later. Uh, maybe daytime. I don't know, man. I, don't know. <laughs> I like I like chilling on the on the porch with the uh, like just as the sun's starting to set. Uh, lighting up the the fire pit with a cigar, some scotch. Uh, going to town on that, but this is a Saturday night. Uh man, I would love to have a nice dinner at a nice restaurant, like like where I went last night. That was pretty fucking good, or a nice steakhouse. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't really care to go to a sporting event. I don't know. For me, I feel like it's not, like if I want to go to the Knicks or the Rangers, right, right in the city, go right after work. Yeah. You know, right, right away. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But that's pretty much it. As long as I get that morning shit in, the rest can whatever happens. Yeah. And finish it off with a cigar. The middle, do whatever. I don't give a fuck. Although, although he'll go where the wind takes him. Although, I had a pretty great day. Uh, after the half marathon, went to Central Park, had a picnic, a beautiful Central Park day. We had some wine. Some food. oh, those are the best. And we we're just chilling. My my cousin brought a soccer ball. Then some people found can jam. Yeah, you know what? I'd probably go to more some like day drinking day games like cornhole, uh, mm-hmm. can jam, not can jam, right. slam ball, spike ball, spike ball, spike ball, yeah. horseshoes, horseshoes. I can do without horseshoes. You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to build a bocce court in my backyard. That's oh a, yeah, I would be down for that. I'll That'd be fun. I don't think it's big enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's our perfect Saturdays. As you can see, we're all simpleton. For the most part, yeah, Matt's still raging. I'm, de- I'm jealous. Matt's still <laughs> Matt's married with a kid on the oh, way, and he's raging Matt, more than us. Oh, you know, no, no, no. Sorry. After the after the fucking after espresso in the uh, in the uh, soccer bar, gotta gotta go. Fuck it, I'm doing it. Day drinking at a beer garden though. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Some kind of beer fest, like the one in Bear Mountain. That was fucking awesome. O- like the Oktoberfest. Right. But they have, now, they have, now they have like different. Uh, oh, <laughs> the run in yeah, Toronto baby. was 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 nice, man. That was fun shit. I can't wait to go to Ireland and go to a real Irish pub. Can't fucking wait. I know. I'm looking forward to uh, Italy next week. Yeah, yeah. So Puma's gonna be away. So for this the, will be our next few weeks. This will be our. And then I'm going away now. All of a sudden. Yeah. Well. Well, there'll be a gap where I'll be in between vacations that we might be able to catch a quick record or a quick session. And not for nothing, they couldn't get a better guy to do the post game of, of the fucking Yankees. What this bald guy? Well, usually Lorenz does it. He looks like uh, uh, Patient Zero, the turtle guy from uh, what's that movie? Master of the Skies. Yeah. Am I not turtle enough for the Turtle Club? Turtle. There you go. Well, anyway, you uh, know. So the next few weeks are going to be. A little, I don't know, all over the place. MIA. <clears throat> we might be, we're taking a two week break, you know, just to re- recharge the batteries after a long school year. And, and, uh, we'll be back though. We'll definitely be back. And at some point in July, the hot dog game is July 19th against the Rockies. So we on the lookout for that. Um, just hit me, you know, make sure you subscribe, give us a five star review, um, and all that fun garbage. Um, be on the lookout for tweets, you know, be on, be on the lookout for tweets. Matt's gonna go start slamming incarcerated Bob on our Twitter now, so yeah. we got that going for us. Um, I'm gonna get blocked by him on two accounts, my own, and then this one too. That's Just the goal go for a record. That's the there goal. You go. 
That is definitely the goal. But um, is there anything else? You know, we there's a lot of stuff in this episode, and I think you guys are in for a treat. Um, but with that being said, I'm Puma. Chen's on the other side of the laptop. Matt, calling off location. We will catch you guys on the flip side. See you when we see you. Yeah.